What's going on, everybody? It is Coach Greg Adams. New, 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 new world order. Back in here with another YouTube live stream. Shout out to the Coach Gang. And that's you. For being in here, being involved, and being active on this YouTube channel. And welcome to Monday Night Roski. New, 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 new world order. The longest running episodic program here on YouTube live streams we are back in here in the desert storm bunker with the bruce wayne it is ish the king of kings the king of content and new, the speaker new, of new, truth new, new yours order. truly the notorious one aka mr coach alini better known as the prognosticator coach Radamus. we in the desert storm bunker with cgac got a lot and the eight-time demonetized champion of the world we back in here with a great show loyal to the money gone she out here <laughs> All right, look, look man, uh, we're just going to hammer home the point again, showing you ninjas what's up. We're going to take a look at a couple of cases here. Roddy Rich, Tiger, Eldrick, Tiger Woods, and one Croy. I don't even know the last name, but he's a real housewife of Atlanta, uh, wife, husband, ninja. All right, and so we're going to talk about Croy. And when the money gone, the girl is gone, all right? The girl is mine, mine, mine. <laughs> We got a great show, man. Let's go ahead and uh, look. You know how Monday is. It's a little loosey-goosey, but we still have some topics. We got a great update. Good news. CGA is back in the building. We're going to not give you no doom and gloom. We're going to give you some good news. We got an update on the man that saved that fat woman's baby, all right, from getting ran over in traffic in California. We got a great update, inspirational update. We have it is all Jermaine's fault. It is all Jermaine's fault. All right, we got a segment called All It's All Jermaine's Vault. We got a stepdaddy, Antonio Banderas, catching that L for his wife being depressed. All right, you know, it's always, it's always his fault. We have the myth of Black Father's role in society. Oprah finally, finally coming to the rescue of us ninjas and our deadbeat daddy having ass. All right, and she is now putting on Front Street the CDC report that has been reported in this space for some 10 years. I want to give um, men who put this um, out here. Um, the, the, th the people I think about putting this out here, particularly Obsidian uh, Media Network, uh, he was one of the people, you know him. He he wants, he will he will comb through the data. All right. Obsidian is going to read every single piece of information, comb through it, take notes. All right. And he's been putting these things out here. All right. And I'm sure some other content creators have been doing this. But Oprah finally acknowledges 10 years after the report is filed, that fathers, and particularly black fathers, are some of the best fathers out there, despite the fact that black fathers get a reputation for paying child support and being drugged in the family court. It is black fathers that have been doing a splendiferous, all right, all right, splendiferous job out here being um, being great fathers, all right? And this is, uh, this is for black fathers, too, because, you know, black fathers be getting tore up out here in the media. And fathers in general are here doing their job. It is just that we got these Captain Saber hoes out here yeah. You say she grifting. <laughs> um, what was gonna say here? <laughs> what was I was saying here, but uh it is it is these get it is these guys out here that get the bad reputation out here, so it's good to see. But anyway, I was I got sidetracked. Oprah. All right, um, we got other great stories with not further ado to contribute to today's show because I am the eight-time demonetized champion of YouTube, dollar sign the notorious CGA. Coach Greg and I'm croquet. Blah, blah, blah. Coach Greg Adams TV on Venmo, paypal.me backslash Coach Greg Adams, and that's pinned to the top of the live chat on the Free Agent Lifestyle channel. And you can super chat on the Notorious CGA channel. New, 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 new world. 
Hold on. All right. And let me get to the earlier contributors to the day show. Shout out to the notorious NIG. All right. Did you, by the way, notorious NIG, did you see that baseball announcer who, who called it the Ninja League over there? All right. I did a video on my sports channel, CGA Got Game. All right. He, he was just talking and he called the Negro League the Ninja League. Well, he said something else. All right. He said it, he didn't even say it like down south Mississippi, like Ninja, like Negro. You know, Negro. He didn't even say the Negro League. <laughs> he said the Ninja League. All right. Anyway, boy, shout out to him. I think he was drunk. But anyway, shout out to the notorious NIG says, good evening, coach. Have you heard about the Canadian forest that the women firefighters burned down? It was supposed to be a drill, but it got out of control. I did hear this story. And of course, I heard people debunking it and using evidence to debunk it. And uh, I was going to talk about it, but I said, forget it. All right. Some stories I got to toss to the side because I don't want to say something just to call it out. And then somebody come and debunk it because, you know, they be coming in here. Well, actually, they helped. There was just too much back and forth. I was reading it, reading the data, reading the thing here. I was just going back and forth. And I said, you know what? I'm not going to get in the middle of this. All right. But uh, it's actually kind of funny. It's actually kind of funny when you think about it. And if you don't know, allegedly what happened was they were having it was an all woman. Why do women be segregating themselves like this? We're going to have an all women engineer firefighter convention. And so they had their own thing. And then they went out there. Apparently, it was another unit that was doing a control burn. The control burn got out of control and um, they're blaming the women. <laughs> all right. Well, well, it sometimes it's good to blame the women anyway. But I don't know. I, I, I couldn't. I couldn't get any concrete evidence as to if they caused it for sure because there were so many people going back and forth as to what the real story was. So I decided not to present that. All right. Anyway, the black blur says, CGA, why you in the desert storm bunker ninja? Go back to Cali where they just approved one point two million dollars in reparations for each black resident. I'm going to hand in my reg resignation tomorrow. Why? Because you got you, you out here. You rich. Go to get your reparations, man. I'm rich, I know, man. Um, first of all, <laughs> I don't think that's going to pass. I believe that is San Francisco. I, I don't think the um, the, if correct me if I'm wrong, I don't think um that has been approved by the state of California, right? Meaning it hasn't gone through their House or Senate, whatever's going on, <laughs> right? Uh, but anyway, I don't think they're gonna hand out 1.2 million. What was it? $1.2 million in reparation. All right, going to get your reparations check. A lot of people going, you know that Nigerian brother's going to be in front. You know I had to throw Nigerian brothers in there. Nigerian brother's going to leave the Atlantic coast, and they'll be in California tomorrow, by tomorrow. They're going to leave everywhere. Wherever there's a Nigerian, they're going to be in United States with a hat cocked backwards and sideways. They're going to be sitting up there, and they, they're going, you know where they're going. They're going to uh, Richmond. They're going to Oakland. They're going to be in there deep. Hey, Bretta, what's up? They're going to learn all the handshakes. They're going to know the crip signs, the blood signs. They're going to be gangbanging out there. All right. I don't know what's going on with my computer, but it's not charging up. Hold on for a second. Let me make sure this is charged up before it goes out. Let me see. Nope. All right. Hold up. Oh, I really messed up. Now my fan went out. Trying to fix the damn thing, right? Yep, they're gonna have boombox. They're gonna be break dancing, talking about yeah. Nigerians gonna be out there for that one point two million. All right, 
And shout out to the brothers that's going to be flipping out there. So, um, yeah, I don't see, you know, I'll, I'll, I maintain an address in California. So uh, maybe, you know, maybe I ain't never left. Crip walking is going to be a mess out there, man. You know what I mean? They got social security cards and all of that. You know, Tina, is Tina here? Tina's Nigerian. She knows. All right. She knows. She's going to have, she's going to have everybody out there. They're going to be lined up. So going to get your check. What are we doing here? We got, uh, we got, uh, oh, the Crimson Cures in the building. I'm Kendra, don't take no mess. That's what I, that's what I look at when I watch Kendra. If you don't know, Crimson Cure is in here. All right. And so go check out her channel. All right. She's one of the few women that don't take no mess. All right. Like I remember Kendra reminds me of some of my aunts. All right. She get to talk and I'll be like, all right, she's serious. All right, Kendra's serious. And she be calling out them women, specifically the BW. All right, she be calling out the B-dub. Uh, so go check her out. Kendra Crimson Cure is her channel. Appreciate you being here, just showing some love, she says. And uh, she's already she's already certified in this game. You don't have to worry about her chameleon in any time, any place. And uh, I think she's married, too. She got, she got her whole family in line, lockstep. All right, thank you for being here. Um, we got, uh, yeah, let me see something here. Let me check on, um, my fan went out, so I'm going to be sweating in here in a minute. I'm going to be sweating, and my computer's not charging, so I'm going to have to check my power circuit right here, but we're almost ready for Good News CGA. I'm going to need a, um, I'm going to need an intro to Good News CGA in a minute. Let's, let's get to it. Let's get to it. Good News CGA. Don't ever say I'm all doom and gloom. Let's give you a great story here. First of all, let's remind you of how we got here. Remember this woman here, this overweight woman here? Okay, we tell you sometimes when y'all just too overweight, you carrying too much weight, y'all, all right? And she just got too much weight on her body. So if you look at this, oh, my goodness, she did the face plan. I broke it down. Feet all in the air. Like, look at this, bro. Like, look at that, dude. That's almost impossible. That is almost impossible to pull off. I'm just letting you know right now. The only the only time I fell like that was when I tried to climb a fence quickly and my foot got stuck. And that's how I ended up with a broken uh, wrist. And back in the day, man, you know, my family was poor. They couldn't even take me to the hospital. I just had a broken wrist for like for like six months. <laughs> you guys know if you come from family, they don't have insurance. All right. And you fall down. Yeah. You fall down like this and break your bones like this. Family ain't taking you to the hospital. You ain't going to get no x-rays. All right, so this is the this is I I I, I venture to say I've only pulled this type of face plan off once, but of course when you're overweight, here it is. Um, and then what happened was that look at this man, look at how reprehend, look at this. She can't even get. Oh my god, dude, this is somewhat. I'm hoping this is her abuela. I'm hoping this is her grandmama because this this is out of control. Look at this man. Oh man, she done pit. Dude, and then springing to the rescue right here is the champion. And we're going to talk about this man right here. All right. Apparently, he was coming from a job interview. He didn't have no job. All right. And uh, he just uh, just right on the scene, more toxic masculinity showing up before this baby was about to be splat. The green light, light it turned green. That would have been a disaster. And so toxic masculinity shows up. And this gentleman in the black happened to be down bad like many of us have been. All right. We've been down bad. Well, apparently, this guy, since he was looking for a job, apparently this gentleman here has been getting job offers. He has many, many, many job offers now. And, of course, 
Check this out. Let's go ahead and play fair use. Good Samaritan jumps into action to save a baby in a stroller rolling toward traffic. His heroic deed drawing a lot of attention. He's been struggling a bit after falling on hard times. KCON News reporter Michelle Geely spoke with him about his heroic act and how it's changed his life. It was just gone. The wind pushed it all the way towards the street, but it got saved by the guy. By the time Jeremy Nash spotted the runaway stroller with the toddler on board, Ron Nesman was already running after it. I go, I can get that, you know what I mean? And so I took off after it, and uh, then I heard the lady screaming. Video from the car wash shows the scary situation unfolding in Hesperia Monday. An older woman's... By the way, if you don't know where Hesperia is, it's in the middle of nowhere. Almost, I believe, let me just give you a brief geography lesson of Hesperia. It would be in between Las Vegas and Los Angeles. So um, it's somewhat, I think Apple Valley is another place that is close to it. Hesperia is kind of in the middle of nowhere. It's desert area. It's kind of, um, you know, I, I would say outside of Riverside, I think Hesperia is. So it's out in between Los Angeles and Las Vegas. Victorville. Yeah, Victorville area. I would say the midpoint, almost almost the good midpoint or uh, maybe two hours from Las Vegas, two hours from Los Angeles, roughly. All right. So uh, let's let's go ahead and pop this up. Here we go stumbles as she tries to grab a stroller after a big gust of wind pushed it with her nephew inside the young boy was headed straight toward busy bear valley road almost into traffic lanes where cars zipped by that's why when i get up to her i gave her a hug because i, I couldn't imagine she was her knees both her knees were bloody the lady had uh, and she was still like you know i mean it's, it's just sad you know i couldn't imagine that wait 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 um he got outlawed Wait, her knees were bloody. Her knee, hold up for a second. Let's go back. Shout out to this brother here. Let's go back to the good news here. Hold on. As I can tell, knees bloody. Boy, hey, look, I need all Americans to hop on a exercise program asapidly. Hop on it. Like, how are your knees bloody? Where? Her knees barely hit the ground. All right, look, there's where her knees got bloody, not from the fall. And there it is. Oh, man, this is terrible. All right, there's a lot of rocks, and that asphalt looks pretty uh, aggressive. But Americans, y'all some lazy son of a moms. You know what I mean? Y'all don't even do nothing. How in the world did you get busted up doing that? Let's get back to the good news here. I'm just glad I was there. Unemployed truck driver Ron Nesman had just finished a job interview and was with his sister at the car wash when he ran after the child. This video has now been viewed millions of times. In the 24 hours since Ron Nesman's story has gone viral, he has been offered at least five jobs, All right. from painting to driving a truck. But there is just one thing that is standing in the way. I don't have transportation at this time. So oh. it's kind of like, thank you very much, but I can't get there. I don't want to, you know what I mean? It seem like I'm ungrateful. I just can't get to work. But I can, if it's something within bus distance, yeah, I can get there. Nesman recently moved in with his sister after living on the streets for the last eight years. Things are starting to fall into place. He's now known around the world as the man caught on video saving a little boy. Yeah, I'm like, yeah, that is me. Yeah, I did do that. You know, and looking back, it's like, yeah, that was me. And uh, it feels good. In Hesperia, Michelle Geely, KCAL. All right, and so we'll give him, you know what? This is, there's, there's a heartwarming story in there somewhere. You know what I mean? Let's give him a round of applause. You know, just, he's falling on rough times. He's been homeless on these streets. There's something they're living out. They're going, you know, somebody said there's no shelters for men. 
yeah, there's no shelters for men. So it's hard for men to get up on their feet. Look, I'm not going to belittle the guy right there. There's more I can add to that. And there's a bunch of jokes I can add in there. But I'm not going to joke on that one. Johnny on the spot came in there, saved the baby. The baby can live now a great life. Hopefully this woman knows now she can get onto a fitness program. How important fitness is instead of fitting these hot dogs in her mouth, she can do something very much uh, a little better than, than that so she can support her baby. So anyway, shout out to him. That's good news. All right, let's get to the next one. Straggle and Sniggle Theater. All right, oh, we got a new intro, and I got to do play the outro. Let's get the new Straggle and Sniggle Theater intro. Where is it? Here it is. Hey, ride with me if you ride with me. You can slide with me if you feel like 550 on the fast sticky. Come get high with me. That's a deal, right? All right, Straggle and Sniggle Theater. All right, is this how Memphis chicks sound? All right, we're going to Memphis and I found a Memphis chick, y'all. I found a chick because I know y'all ninjas be talking about, hey, man, stay off Memphis. Stay off Memphis, man. Stay off Memphis neck, man. Y'all be hitting we with the main. All right. We're going to go in there and we're going to show y'all Memphis's finest. The finest chick in Memphis. Are y'all ready? All right. Uh, Memphis brothers, let me know if this is y'all out here. Here we go. Memphis about to get. get. <laughs> All right. Let's see what we got here. There it is right there. There she is. All right. Here we go. Here, here it is. She says, dating in Memphis be like, all right, where's the, okay, let's roll it back, roll it back, roll it back. There she is. There she is right there. Oh, she a red bone, I see. She a red bone. And um, she looked like she high as a kite. All right, so that, sound, that sounds like Memphis. She looks racially ambiguous, I believe. I mean, I can't tell if she, she has a real hair, so I'm going to give her that. That's a surprise. That's going to be a surprise. And she also, also has blonde hair. I'm thoroughly confused. I'm thoroughly confused. I, yeah, I think this is, a, I can't tell if this is a Pog or an African-American. I, I just can't figure it out. But but let's hear it right now. Yeah, she on them edibles for sure. Here we go. Post on Facebook, and it was talking about how Memphis men don't do nothing but lie and cheat. Like, let me get on TikTok and tell my folks. Man, I'm confused. Is she she got to be a quarter black. Man, I mean, she has blonde and blue eyes. Is this a black woman or what? I cannot figure this out. I am. Somebody said a, she a mystery mutt. I mean, this this DNA, she is definitely not get a reparation check. She is definitely not get a reparation check. And she might be a mud shark. What in the hell is this? Well, I can't even tell she's so racially ambiguous. Let's see if I can understand her English. Maybe her English might give us a give it away here. Here we go. This post on Facebook, and it was talking about how Memphis men don't do nothing but lie and cheat. <laughs> like, let me get on TikTok and tell my folks about, like, my little, my little situation that I had with this one guy that I had dated. Anybody understand? I don't know what the hell she talking about. Like, anybody understand what it is she's saying? I didn't understand anything. Hold on for a second. I, I, I got I to gotta rewind it. Anybody got a clue? <laughs> Dr. Umar is confused. Dr. Umar it don't know if this is a bunny or not. Dr. Umar is having a, his mind is blown. Anybody know what she's talking about? Hold on for a second. Let's let's start it again. I was on Facebook and it was talking about how Memphis men don't do nothing but lie and cheat. <laughs> like, let me get on TikTok and tell my folks about like uh -huh. my little my little situation that I had with this one guy. Yeah, your situation. All right, your situation. I'm assuming this is a situation. All right. Uh I'm I'm with you so far, sister. 
I I don't know. Sister, let let let's let's get right into it here. Here we go. We only had dated for like three months. Then mind you, I'm always in a relationship, like always. Like okay. I've had like a six-year relationship and a three-year relationship, and then somewhere in between there, I had a one-year relationship. With oh, I don't know about that. I don't know about that. So what she's doing is she's what she's doing is let me break this down. I heard that. She's trying to say she's only had sex in relationships, right? And so she's basically like, I've been in long-term relationships, six years, three years, eh, and a one year, okay? But you don't know how big that gap is. There could be gaps in between that, all right? Just like women don't count certain type of sexual activity that they participate in, right? Like when they go to Jamaica, they don't count that. When a ninja wears a condom, they don't count that. When they get paid directly from their sugar daddy, they don't count that, all right? This is why when they tell you, what you know how many sexual partners they have they only count the men they've been in relationships with so just so you guys know that's how women count it if they were in a bind and they needed to get their gas bill paid they don't count that mm. all right so they they take those off it's only <laughs> it's only those men in relationships so that's what she's trying to say i'm a relationship girl all right yeah right somebody so i don't really date that much like it don't really happen that often so when I had met this guy, it was right before my six-year relationship. So I'm talking to him. And everything was cool. Like I said, we were talking for like three months. It was a vibe. Like, it was cool. Uh, Talking for three months. Talking for three. All right, raise your hand, gentlemen, if y'all talking to girls for three months. What is wrong? Who talks for three months? We just talking. We talking. All right. While, he, while you're talking to him, he is pounding out Memphis peace leave. He's pounding out peace leave from Mem from the pyramid at the University of Memphis all the way to, I don't know, the barbecue spot. He pounding out peace leave. You talking, he pounding. All right, let's continue. So she talking to some dude for three months. I don't believe it, but let's continue. So I had called him on FaceTime one day, and I was like, where you at? That last you eat? Oh, I'm like, where you at? He like, I'm at the hospital. I'm like, what you doing at the hospital? He like, I got something to tell you. We hadn't been active or nothing like that. So I was like, what you got to tell me? He like, well, I really don't know how to tell you this, but I just had a baby. You just had a baby? <laughs> Like, how you just have a baby, cuz? Like, I talk to you every day. I was talking to him every day. Like, he like, well, I just knew that if I told you that I had a baby on the way, that you was gonna stop talking to me. What do you think I'm finna do that? Like, you thought that I would stop talking to you if you told me that you had a baby, which is definitely true. Man, Memphis, Memphis, what are we doing out here? Is this... Memphis, this to what y'all got? Is that what y'all doing out here? Is this what y'all banging out? I guarantee you this one is practice. This is a practice pog. As a matter of fact, our boy, I believe Dr. Umar does have something to say about this. Dr. Umar, what would you like to say about this, brother? I mean, you might have something to say. Dr. Umar, chime in on this one. Miss Good Coochie, what kind of name is that? Miss Good Coochie. Wait a minute, was that a snow bunny? Miss Good Coochie, wait a that was a bunny. Oh Lord. That was a Miss. I love you too, baby. Miss yeah. Good Coochie. What kind of name is that? Miss Good Coochie. 
Wait a minute. Was that a snow bunny? Miss Wait a That was a bunny. Oh Lord. Dr. Ubar. Okay, so man, hey man, I'm I'm confused too as to this country grandma. That this is is this a bunny? All right, she got like 10% black in her, but uh I think she's had more black in her than that. Let's continue. It's definitely true. I would stop talking to you. But what do you think I'm finna do now? Finna. Finna. Memphis, is this you out here? Memphis, don't tell me. And that's you. Don't tell me this is what y'all got over here. Y'all be bragging. Who's from Memphis? She finna. Hold up for a second. You know they country when she finna. It's definitely true. It's definitely true. I would stop talking to you. But what do you think I'm finna do now? You hit it all the way up until she gave birth. Like, and I want to say I was like a day late. Like the baby had been born already. He was just chilling at the hospital. You dating a Memphis man? Like, you gotta ask them if they got kids first but then you gotta ask them if they got a kid on the way too all right uh shout out to her here uh that's memphis finest she's an interesting character there she's an interesting character she has a pretty face i want to see what she hiding up under that 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 robe right there or whatever she got that blanket because you already tell she got the me head going on all right there's, there's no disguising it there's gonna be a ravaged belly up under there i'm just letting y'all know all right, you can tell she got that meaty head, right? That head that be like she got a head like a Rottweiler, right? Whereas all this meat up on the forehead, when she's crunched, the meat just be all right here. She got all the meat up in here. Yeah, man, you already know what's going on there, bro. All right, you already know she can't hide it, but she's an interesting looking face there. Her face is on point. Um, but uh, yeah, anyway, uh, Memphis is that's the that's the best y'all got. I love it. Shout out to all my brothers in Memphis, and that was Straggling Sniggle Theater right there. Hey. Slide with me if you feel like 550 on the five sticky can get high with me. That's a deal, right? All right, straggling sniggle theater. Let me do one more and then we'll get to the super chats. It's all Jermaine's fault. You guys know it is never their fault. It is all Jermaine's fault. It's always Jermaine's fault. All right, and so here it is right here. Um, let's go to the let's go to the Instagram here. Apparently, there's a woman who was trying to save a man from a <laughs> from oncoming traffic apparently and let's review the footage apparently this man just got ran over somewhere it looks like miami beach i can't tell all right or tupelo mississippi here it is right here you see the woman here apparently she's gonna save this man from ongoing traffic apparently let's roll the film let's go ahead and get the volume up too oh. Yo, you just got him hit by a car. I didn't fucking get him you, hit. You just fucking pushed I him. I did not touch that man. Don't run your mouth and you don't know what you're talking about. You Wait a minute. It is all Jermaine's fault. It's always Jermaine's fault. All right. And so she says she, she denies. Hold on for a second. She said, mind your business and don't run your mouth. She says she didn't touch this man. Let me go ahead and review the film. You make the call here, gentlemen. You make the call. Oh. Oh. Oh my God. Yo, you just got him hit by a car. I didn't fucking get him you, hit. You just fucking pushed I him. I did not touch that man. Don't run your mouth and you don't know. Oh, man, boy, she got black lips too, man. She's sitting up there like. It is all Jermaine's fault. It's always <laughs> Jermaine's fault. Wait a minute. Did she? This is attempted murder, and she denied it. Ladies and gentlemen, we just did the show of how women lie. 
and they lie fast too. They lie in the blink of an eye. They lie with the video recorder recording, right? They lie when you have evidence. They'd be like, don't believe your lying eyes and that video recorder's lying. Let's take a look here. There she is, uh, frame by frame. This is like the uh, this is like the Kennedy Zapruder film. Frame by frame. There she is there with the extend of the arm. She pushed off right there. And this ninja just a stammering stumbling. <laughs> and Ku Klux Keisha pulling off here as if because right now she doesn't realize this woman. If this man died, she would have literally deleted this guy and wouldn't have said nothing. Yeah, this is an offensive foul pushed off. I mean, Michael Jordan would be impressed. Byron Russell as well. Here we go. I mean, now he's stumbling. Did she know that? Is she so worried about getting disrespected? She talking cash shit right now. And guess what? <laughs> Dang. I mean, there's the evidence right there. What more do you need to see? I mean, we have the evidence on film. Now, let's go to her and see how fast she lies. Oh my God. Yo, you just got him hit by a car. I didn't fucking get him you, hit. You just fucking pushed him. I did not touch that man. Don't run your mouth in your she, wait a minute. There's a big old saggy, soggy titty right there in the middle. Hold on for a second. Let's put Miami Beach. She said, don't run your mouth. She literally pushed him last time. And then she said, ooh, watch this. When she hit, when he got hit, she was like, ooh, watch. Look at that shove in the oncoming traffic. Wow. They so worried about get, getting disrespected that they willing to delete you on camera. Oh my God. Oh my God. Oh, what happened to you? You just got him hit by a car. I didn't fucking get him you, hit. You just fucking pushed I him. I did not touch that man. I did not touch that man, Mary J. Blige. Don't run your mouth. Look at this. What in the world? Look at these claws. Is this South Beach, man? South Beach is nasty now. Look at these raptor claws. Soggy, saggy, waggies right here. Look at her, man. She got a. Oh my Lord. She's been smoking too much weed out. Her leaves didn't even pick no more. They black. All right. Um, so you know her fingertips black from smoking weed. All right, uh, here we go. You don't know you yeah, I know what I'm talking about. Sad situation. It is his fault. It is his fault. All right. <laughs> Crimson Cure says, out here pushing people with those black woods lips. Why would you put someone into the street? Like, what is wrong with these hyenas? Let them know about these hyenas. You see them black ass lips, black and mild lips. And let me tell you something. That's not the first time she's done something like that, right? When you know, you know, like somebody that's literally able to lie that fast about doing it and then do it. That's not the first time she's done some shit like that. Look at that. I mean, it, <laughs> Jesus, you're witnessing a homicide or attempted homicide. If this is a black man that's doing this to a black woman, they would be marching in the streets right now. She literally did this on purpose. Good lord. Oh. That is, and they always, black women always tell me, you disrespecting me. They disrespect themselves, man. That's sad. All right, let's go to the next one. We'll give that to Jermaine's fault right there. It is all Jermaine's fault. It's always Jermaine's fault. Damn. All right, let's get to the next one here. Antonio Banderas gets the Jermaine treatment. I don't know why there's an earwax commercial on this one, but hey. It says right here, Dakota Johnson, pause, blamed stepfather Antonio Banderas for her mother's depression, quote, 
She refused to be in the same room as him. Here we go already. Stepdaddy taking another L. Mm. I raised you. I saved you. Who was, who um, what's this woman's name? Melanie Griffin? She cuckoo for Cocoa Puffs. This is allegedly. Melanie Griffith? You know, she's not all that. She she's not all there. All right. She was depressed already. Who is this? Don Johnson's daughter. Yep. This is Don Johnson's daughter. I just I just did the math. Don Johnson's daughter. Yeah, because she. If anybody know for the young heads, Don Johnson was in the TV show Miami Vice. All right. And that gave Miami its reputation for uh, what it well, what it was today. All right. Miami Johnson. I mean, Miami Vice. Don Johnson was in there, that show in the 80s. And so Antonio Banderas, if you don't know him, he's Puss in Boots, I believe. He's also was in Zorro. I think there was another woman in that movie. Who was in Zorro? Selma Hayek? Mm, mm, mm. Mm, mm, mm. Was Selma Hayek in Zorro or not Zorro? Was Antonio Banderas in Zorro? I can't remember. It was some other shit. Desperado, that was the one. Oh, it was Catherine Zeta-Jones. Let's pull that shit up. Hold on for a second. All right, Catherine. <laughs> Catherine Zeta-Jones in, what was it? Desperado? Is it Desperado? Hold on for a second. Let me pull that shit up. Just so y'all don't know, because y'all youngins. All right, let me see if I can get some images up. All right, do she have some feet out? I hope she got some feet out. All right, let me see here. <laughs> All right, is she Puerto Rican? I don't know. She might as well be Puerto Rican. She Mexican. <laughs> right. This is what I want. I want one of these in Mexico. Can I get one of these Mexican chicks right here? Anybody? Any any Mexican chicks look like this? Hit me up. <laughs> All right. She's Welsh. All right. She looked Mexican. She looked Puerto Rican to me. All right. So I'm going to tell her she Puerto Rican. All right. Every everybody Latina is Puerto Rican until I qualify. All right. And so. <laughs> Where was she at? Right here? Yeah, man. That was the movie right there. Where the clip at? Run the clip. With that blade right there. Yeah, Catherine Zeta-Jones. Yeah. Michael Douglas married her up. All right. I think Michael Douglas got that. <laughs> right. Right. He said they Spanish. All right. Everybody Puerto Rican at this point. All right. Let me. Anyway. Why did we get to talking about her ass? Simping. All right. Let's stay focused. Let's get focused here. Lord, have mercy. We must stay focused, brothers. We must stay focused. All right. Anyway, not to take away from anybody's heritage, let's get back to Antonio Banderas. Now, Dakota Johnson and her stepfather, former stepfather. Mm. <laughs> Wait a minute. Former stepfather. Says right here, um, Antonio Banderas has always had a pretty close relationship. They used to. The Desperado actor not only raised her since she was just six years old, he did all of this work. He also was her first director for the movie Crazy in Alabama, in which she starred alongside Melanie Griffith and her younger sister, half-sister, Stella Banderas. Now, according to Johnson, she's admitted that much of what uh, she knows about acting, culture, and life is through her Spanish stepfather, from which, uh, for which she is extremely grateful. Banderas, too, seems to think of Johnson as his own daughter, given the 20 years of marriages to his mother, uh, and I read all of that wrong. <laughs> However, that beautiful relationship allegedly took a real sour and quick turn when Antonio Banderas left, left that ass, all right? Melanie Griffith, 
for his much younger current girlfriend, Nicole Kempel, in 2015. All right, the ninja went to the junior college. I got to look up Nicole Kempel real quick. All right, left her ass high and dry. By the way, this girl, is it Kempel or Kemper? Because I, I read Kempel. Let me see something here. There is a Nicole Kempel. Let's see her. All right, he went back to a white woman. All right, he, oh, well, Melanie Griffith's white too. So he went to another young, he traded her ass in. All right, what's wrong with that? Traded that ass in. He went back to the Juco. In fact, things got so bad that Dakota Johnson allegedly refused to be in the same room with either Banderas or his girlfriend. Well, baby, you ain't related. I hate to tell you. <laughs> I hate to tell you, Dakota Johnson. You ain't blood, Ninja. You got to go. Bye-bye. That's the wrong one. You ain't blood. About, I refuse to be in the same room. Well, shit, I got no responsibility over you, ma'am. I gave you everything you had. I gave you your whole life. I saved you. I saved you from the age of six. I gave you a whole career. Talking about you don't want to be in the same room. What? Man, let me wash my hands. Man, you can't. People don't appreciate shit out here. All right. Anyway, Dakota Johnson blames Antonio Banderas for her mother's depression. <laughs> Wait a minute. I got a question about this. I might not know. Maybe the kosher clinician can check in. Say that five times fast. The kosher clinician. Depression. Um, How do I call someone else's depression? Isn't that some like self-diagnosed? Like, like, I'm not in your head. What am I doing? <laughs> like, how do I, how do I cause you to be depressed? Like, don't you look in your own life and look at yourself and self-reflect and be like, damn. I'm just, I'm just wondering for a friend, because I don't know. This sounds like some blame shit. By the way, if you ever seen Melanie Griffith in public, she kind of an airhead. She kind of airhead. You kind of wonder how she got this far in life. And I'm going to tell you, blonde hair, blue eyes probably got her all the way here. She been she been propped up and helped her entire life, I'm sure. And I'm sure there's been some return for these favors. I mean, I can't even tell you how she can't even fight herself out of a wet paper bag. I would be shocked. All right, Melanie Griffin. What movies was she in? Was she a was she in Batman? My Lord. <laughs> and so right now, what what is she blaming him now? Through uh through lots of upheavals in life, Melanie Griffith. Griffith, like Andy Griffith, have always remained uh, Dakota Johnson's rock. All right, what are you talking about, her rock? Don John, I mean, um, Antonio Banderas was helping her out. However, the Pacific Heights star has also had to struggle with mental health issues constantly. Allegedly building a steady life with Antonio Banderas for 20 years after they first met in 1995 for too much. This is a movie and promptly getting married helped her helped her a lot to keep herself grounded. <laughs> All right. All right. So the marriage helped her. But then when he didn't, she didn't have it. It hurt her. Especially with them raising three children together. However, Griffith, Griffith's depression became worse when all of that sort of crumbled in 2015 with Antonio Banderas too, leaving her for his much younger girlfriend, Nicole. Reportedly, it is not only made her insecurities worsen, but also made her relapse into her old habits of sustenance abuse. 
<laughs> Somebody said depression came out in 2023. Look, I'm going to just let me get real with you. I'm not a very empathetic person when I tell you this. You guys know me. But blaming other people for your shitty ass problems is bullshit. I'm tired of this. I'm tired of this shit. Look, you put the crack pipe to your lips. You were popping pills. You were drinking yourself under the table. And you probably came up short. And that's why he left your ass high and dry. What the hell is the problem? Wait a minute. You were out there turning the bottle upside down. You was out there partying. You was out there staying up at light. You was up there smoking crack. You was up there uh, taking uh, black and miles to the head. Why in the world is it somebody else's fault? I don't get that. It is always somebody else's fault. And your depression is your problem. Your depression is your problem. I don't get how you make another person depressed. Like how? Somebody explain this shit to me. And that's you. Isn't that your own self-reflection of your own life in the position you're in? How did anybody else have any control over that shit? I mean, I'm not a sympathetic person. Like, this is terrible. When do people start saying, all right, I fucked up. I made some tough choices. I didn't do what I was supposed to be doing. All right, let me pick myself up. Nope, nope. They got to blame somebody else. It is all Jermaine's fault. Got to blame Jermaine. Jermaine it's always Jermaine's fault. <laughs> it's all his fault. I'm depressed. It's all his fault. I'm a crack fiend. It's all his fault. My life fell apart. No, 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 no. I'm tired of this shit. And it's mostly women pandering this bullshit, right? Michael Jackson has a song called man in the mirror. All right. We need to change the song. Can any woman Ariana Grande step up and make woman in the mirror? All right. We need woman in the mirror. You need to ask yourself how to change your ways. All right. You need to ask the man in the mirror. Because you got everybody here blaming some guy. Look, you didn't do what you were supposed to do. You got lazy. You yo, you was dragging your wagon. You was out there getting zooted, partying, shaking your ass. And then when the dude said, no, nah, I need somebody more serious in life, then he left your ass. And now it's everybody's fault other than them. And it's all Jermaine's fault. It's always Jermaine's fault. This is terrible, man. Accountability is these people's uh, uh, Achilles heel. And there he was, look. See, what they don't want to acknowledge is this dude sacrificed his life for this entire freaking family. Now, I don't know their dynamics. I have no clue. He probably gave her many a chances to put the bottle down. He gave her plenty of chances to put the weed down. This man sacrificed his life and picked up where Don Johnson either could not or would not. Gave this young stepdaughter the opportunity of a lifetime, mentored her ass, raised another child. And it still wasn't enough. Still wasn't enough. Now they're blaming her for being for her being a they're blaming him for her being an absolute wino. <laughs> right. They're, well, she drinking because of him. No. Let me tell you why people drink. It's because they take their hand and they tip the bottle upside down. It's their fault. <laughs> like, are you blaming him? This is crazy. Don Johnson got the hell up out of here. Look, you're a drug addict. On your own fault. You picked up the drugs. What are we doing? I picked up these drugs because this person affected my self-esteem. Mm. <laughs> I just can't. I can't stand weak ass people. I can't stand this shit. You kosher, you kosher clinician, help these people out. You weak ass people with these depressions, anxiety, and stresses, blaming everybody for your own laziness, pure, unadulterated laziness, bullshit, and substance abuse. 
and lack of ability to do your part. And then when the dude bounce, it's Jermaine's fault. This is terrible. It is all Jermaine's fault. It's always Jermaine's fault. You ruined my self-esteem. As Cat Williams said, self-esteem comes from yourself. And that's you. <laughs> How can I give you self-esteem? He said, Coach, cold-blooded. I'm cold-blooded, man. How do I give you self-esteem? Like, that's literally what you give yourself. And you give yourself depression. You give yourself anxiety. Like, if I'm messing, how am I? <laughs> how am I giving you anxiety? How am I stressing you the hell out? Like, isn't anxiety something that you, you absorb about your life? You'd be like, oh, boy, I'm anxious. Like, I don't be like, be anxious. <laughs> right? I don't know, man. Like, like I just give you a responsibility. Now, if you can't handle it, just say you can't handle it. Mm. <laughs> this is crazy, man. I'm tired of people, man. Yeah, I'm tired of people. Uh, I've been tired of people for a long time. All right, let me get to these super chats. What are we doing here? Brown 310 is back in the building. All right, Rational Rationality says headed to the junior college graduation weekend for the Mastodons. <laughs> Somebody said, you old coach, you don't understand. Yeah, there's some Gen Z bullshit, millennial shit. It started with the millennials. This shit started with the millennials. All right, this whole thing about the mental health thing. Millennials started all this shit. <laughs> Let's shit on the millennials now. It's millennials. Like, you know what I mean? Like, oh, I can't handle these responsibilities. I just don't know. This is creating anxiety and stress. Like, I always, I always wondered, like, this is my funny thing about this subject matter. Like, if you were, like, dealing with a situation, you were like, I'm stressed out. Like, wouldn't I see you stressed out? Wouldn't I see you, like, <laughs> looking like a runaway slave waiting for the hound dogs to come around the corner? All right, wouldn't I see you stressed the hell out? What do I normally see these mother suckers doing? Chilling? Playing video games, smoking weed, doing the stanky leg, doing the crate challenge. They out there partying, having brunch, dressing, spending money. All right, they be out there having a good old time at the club, shaking their ass, fornicating, having babies. Aren't y'all supposed to be stressed out? <laughs> Twerking on TikTok, shaking your ass, right? Fat, getting overweight, like. That's what I see you doing in the midst of depression, anxiety, and stress. Like, wouldn't y'all be doing some shit like sitting there like, damn, figuring out. This is what I, <laughs> this is what stress look like. Shit. Damn. This is what you see single mothers doing like this. And the boomer single mothers like them. Like, this is what, this is what, this is what stress look like when people be staring in the space like this here. Knowing they can't do shit about their problems. Like. That would be stress. Like knowing somebody going to knock at your door at any moment. You're going to get evicted tomorrow. That to me, <laughs> right? That would it be look like for me. But no, these ninjas be out there. They, they be out there doing or having a good old time. Stealing, shoplifting. That's cra It's crazy, man. <laughs> it's crazy. Not only that, what makes you think? What makes you think? Other people don't have problems. 
Like, what makes you think other people don't have problems? See, the, this idea that you have problems in life that you keep making excuses for by saying you have problems when you know you're not acknowledging other people got problems too. <laughs> like, like you're the only one with problems. You know, I got problems, self-inflicted problems at that. I got problems too, but yet I still got up and worked. I still got up and did my shit. I still turned in what I needed to turn in. Like, this is absolutely despicable, man. I can't, I don't understand it. Yes, I'm old. I'm old school. They got more time on their hands to sit around about their problems and don't be solving no problems. Like, how about solve a few problems? You might get some self-esteem and some confidence. All right, you can't even solve your own problems. You got to pay somebody to solve your problems. I don't what in the world. What's going on with the millennials? Are the millennials, did y'all cause this shit? Or somebody get with the times? I don't have no, I don't know what it is, man. Hey, the problem is that most people in life think they shouldn't have problems. And that's the problem. All right, shout out to Eugene Morgan. I was dealing with someone who has blue pill rage today. He says, glad we had a term to describe it. It reminds me of dealing with the leftists. Yes, they are a mass blue pill rage out here. So they always say the red pill rage is always dangerous and you guys are talking. But blue pill rage is absolutely, it's crazy. They'll have dudes risking their whole lives out here, blue pill raging. We got to get with the times, man. We got to catch up with these people, man. I'm trying to give y'all a little bit of sense of, do not get me out here preaching. Yeah, blue pill rage is a concept that I just came up with. I don't know if I came up with it, but I just tweeted about it. Okay. Blue pill rage is stuff like this, like uh, traditional track cons. Like they just want to call people incel. They don't want to acknowledge the other problems. Well, just roll the dice. Oh, this and that. Marriage and uh, like um, Hafiz was on blue pill rage when he was uh, debating me. Hafiz was on blue pill rage debating me. All right. And everything I said triggered him. And he never dealt head on with the situation. I'm like, just answer my questions related to what it is. That's blue pill rage. <laughs> it's crazy. All right. Anyway, somebody says, keep killing. My wife is cracking up. I don't get, man, these people, man. I don't get these people. This new, These new people, man, y'all be out here. Again, I look, if you stressed out in life, I get it, man, because I'd be stressed out too. But, I find, but people be out here. At saying something and i often think man this mental health thing is um is an agenda it is it's to get y'all to be lazy and ain't do shit people man for real that's the agenda just to make excuses about every goddamn thing for not for not doing something because look soon as i look up y'all ninjas be at the liquor store on the corner store cracking laughing sniggling and then soon as the punishment about to come around the corner guess what you got mental health issue. Yep. <laughs> I saw this when I worked at university. So it definitely is the millennials. My last few years at the university, they would do this. Person violate the rules. They broke a team rule. They was out smoking, partying. They was laughing and sniggling last time I saw them. And then they got in trouble. And then you brought them into the office. Then the, the, the enabler coach, that's their pal, their buddy who recruited them. You start laying down the law. Look, you piece of sh you go to your class, do your homework. Do your study hall, go to your tutor, uh, do your practice, practice hard. What's the problem? Oh, I got mental health. And my cousin got shot on his birthday. When? 15 years ago. What the hell are you talking about? 
and my mama was a single mama and my daddy was never there. Oh my Lord. Sing me a man. Cry me a river, man. Cry me a freaking river. These people. Jesus. And what do that got to do with you? What do that got to do with you breaking the rules? Because yesterday you were sniggling. I didn't see you turn one. I didn't see you pour out no liquor yesterday for your cousin. <laughs> you poured out Nan liquor yesterday. You sucked it all down your mouth. You was dancing and all that shit all up in the videos. Now, all of a sudden, <laughs> it was all up in the video. Now, all of a sudden, guess what? Your cousin got shot 15 years ago, and you still dealing with it. This is absolutely despicable. Despicable. I can't, I can't deal with people, man. All right, shout out to my man, Mr. We'll call you Asan. He says, coach, you a fool. He says, getting at them Nigerians. By the way, I'm finally living the free agent lifestyle, headed to Dudu, Dubai, and South Africa in two weeks for us to drop a free vacation. My ex-wife can kiss my ass all right shout out to you she gonna be watching everything you do too all right i don't hope you ain't on child support all right she gonna be watching everything you do brother all right everything you do in south african every booty you touch every trip you make every breath you take your ex-wife gonna be watching <laughs> all right all right watching you doing this mad as hell hey ladies i want to give y'all a bit of advice any ladies in here i'm gonna tell y'all right now if if you give up on your man in his 30s, it's going to be one of the biggest mistakes you have in your life. All right, do not give up on your man. Your man is just about a, a couple of support, supportive days away from break a breakthrough, right? He's going to have a breakthrough of his life. And but what happens is he goes and struggles. Most most men in their 30s ain't most men in their 30s, they haven't hit that point of their lives where they got it together. Like they they got it, but they don't got it together. They got the formula and shit. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like they got the formula. They mixing up the soup and the gumbo. They trying this. They doing this. They doing it. And then and it ain't just came together yet. It's just like, it's just around the corner. And if he was, he said, don't tell him that. And if it was just a little bit more support and less pressure, he could get it. But what happens is, you know, Women's women get a little bit insecure. They be like, "Oh shit! All right, this gonna be it. I don't want to be homeless. Oh, damn, okay, damn, he doing it. All right, um, and then they start pulling shit and pulling in, and they make it, dude. They work against you. They work against you. Like what their support is, they think they're supporting, but they start sabotaging you. Sometimes they're jealous. Sometimes they're insecure. Sometimes they're impatient. Uh, sometimes they compare. Keep up with the Joneses and. And you watching your man, what he's doing is he's doing everything like, you know, he doesn't need you on his ass. He He's already there. He comes home every night. And he's just grinding and sacrificing. He's trying to do it every night. He's staying up at night going, damn. Now, he might go get a side piece of peace leave. Don't hold that against him, ladies. Don't hold that against him. He still love you. He came home the next day. He came home that night with peace leave on his breath. But that's, don't hold chill out chill out that's just he need to let off some steam he need to let off some steam he still love you he went back in the marital bed last night after he got out the shower he might get him a side piece of peace leave but it's just a little he needed to wet his whistle you was on it you was not supporting him it was your fault <laughs> it was your fault 
However, getting back on track, like he almost there. He almost, and with a little bit of support and belief, he could hit. But what women do, they be like, no, nah, I got to get off now because, you know, they don't want to be homeless. And so they take, they, they take their bag and they run. They go like this. All right, this is the best is going to get. Got to get my bag and run. <laughs> he said, I just lost them. So they take off. And guess what? Without you there, he hits. <laughs> it's a quick pit stop. Without you there, he hits. Now, this is what's going to piss you ladies off, right? Because you had him. He was right there in your hand. And you saw him working. But in order to make yourself feel good and tell your story, you had to tell him and everybody else he was a loser. He was a jerk. He, he was just struggling. And he, but what you trade in for that, what you trade in is you'd live a life of struggle. You don't get back on your feet. Most women don't remarry. And if you remarry, you're going to remarry a bum. So it ain't like you moved up, you know what I mean, and got you a rich guy. It ain't like you moved up and got you a friend, finished project. So then what happens is you jump off and then without your dead weight, without your dead weight, he hits. He hits. And then guess what happens? She like shit. (laughs) Why didn't you hit when I was when you were with me? Why didn't you hit when you were with me? Well, who's the common denominator? Seems like it was you who was dragging me back. It was you once I got rid of your ass. Now, all of a sudden, I was doing the same gumbo, and I hit. I always tell people, I'll make more money without you than with you. So soon as you got off his back, right? soon as you removed yourself, the ninja hit. And then she's like, yo, she's going to do one or two things. She's going to crawl her ass back. Number two, she's going to watch you, or she's going to take you back to court. She's going to use that and say she's going to think that's her money. Wait a minute. No, no, no. I was with you for all these years. So because I was with you, she's going to use you've been you ain't been with her for five years. You ain't been with her for 10 years. And she's still trying to get money from you. And she's using every alimony, child support, false allegations. She turning your kids against you, watching your pockets, sending private investigators. She's sending all kind of people. She watching your pockets. And she like, I need that. He owe me that. No, he don't owe you shit. What you should have did was you'd have been a ride. You should have been a ride or die. Yeah, watching W W2 watching. You should have been a ride or die. Should have rolled that shit out. Should have backed up. But now guess where you at? Mm. <laughs> guess where you at now? Somebody says CGA projecting. Thank you very much. <laughs> It is what it is. I don't know how that could be projection, though. Because guess what? We the ones winning. What are you talking about? Ninjas always want to be in here talking like that. Come on, man. How you projecting? How? We over here getting the W. We getting the W over here, and this ninja over here talking about. <laughs> oh, yeah. We, we all projecting, man. Hey, look. Somebody said, CGA speaking my life perfectly. Somebody said, you just described what I went through. Yep, him projecting. Dude, this happens to all of us. He said, that's a good projection. He says, what do you mean? Yep. This is what it is. It's always that one. Somebody says, oh, here we go. We got the, my wife agrees with you. Guys, women jump off way too early. 
and they don't realize they're the one they're the one sinking the battleship. Ladies, I wish I could tell you this. Don't don't believe you guys are sinking your men. You guys are sinking your men. You guys think you're helping, but you're sinking them. And all he needs is you to get off the boat. And as soon as you jump, that ninja go win. Anybody else been through that? Anybody else been through that? That shit works like clockwork. It's just automatic. She was the one dead weight. <laughs> she was the one. And then he starts to flow. And then the pain is going to be that man could flourish for the next 30 years. Now, somebody said he's speaking my life is crazy. Thanks, coach. Makes sense to me. Yeah, I'm telling you, he's going to flourish for the next 30 years. He's going to go because there's no stopping him now, especially if he doesn't get remarried. If he doesn't get remarried, he's going to flourish for the next 30 years. And you know where she's going to be at? Take your, use your imagination. Where's she going to be in 30 years? <laughs> where the frick she going to be? Do not get in shape. Oh, man, dude, I'm telling you, it is one of the biggest things. Dude, they're going to do you a favor when they do this. And they're going to be mad for a long ass time. Just think they got to be mad at your ass for the next 30, 35 years, hoping you die. They just hoping your ass wake up in the morning. I hope he just loses. <laughs> they be praying and praying for your downfall. Man, they be like, God damn, this ninja. Oh, shit. Now look at him. He 40 winning. Now he 45 winning. He 50 winning. Now he 55 winning. This ninja still winning. He's 60. And she looking like, <laughs> yeah. yo, that is some man. Hey, ladies, uh, first of all, you, if you got a good one, keep him. Because you ain't getting no better out here. As we all say, there ain't nothing out here but us sharks. If you're married right now and you think, huh, you know, married women be delusional as hell. I'm going to go get me a guy and I'm going to leave you and I'm going to get a guy that knows how to treat a woman. A man that will treat me like a princess and devote all of his time and energy Meanwhile, his husband being beaten down by her. And she go run out here and she getting throttled for practice. Throttled. Absolutely turned inside out. Then she look up. She 45, been tossed around. <laughs> you ain't picking up Nathan. And don't think if you meet somebody, you about to marry that ninja. You better hope and pray he marry you up because you don't run out of time. <laughs> Yep, now you Ebony Williams. Now you Ebony K. Williams. Talking about he need to have this, he need to have that. Oh, you asked out now. You just getting them guts ran out, and you're going to be like, I'm living my best life in your one-bedroom apartment getting tossed. All right, so uh, crazy. <laughs> All right, ladies, be careful out here. Do not leave your man. I know he looks like he's terrible. He's a terrible deal. You come out here, it's going to be a mess. Yeah, you guys going to look like those ladies. Uh, what's the black ladies? Uh, Claudia Jordan, Vivica Fox. Whatever those groups, Fox old women, you're going to look like those women. You're going to look like those. Mary J. Blige, uh, Taraji P. Henson. You're going to look and sound like them. Like, they sound like they got Hennessy on their breath. <laughs> they sound like they deep into the bottle. Lisa Ray, Ebony K. Williams. Yeah, you're going to be those women. That's, that's what you're going to end up, man. Just all messed up. Anyway. <laughs>
All people go still hit them skins. Yep, you're going to be Chelsea Handler. Yep, you're going to be them. Tracy Ross. Dude, there's too many. You're going to be Tracy Ross. Tracy Ellis Ross. You're going to be Chelsea Handler. It's going to be despicable. You're going to be. <laughs> oh, but they happy too. They're going to be like, I'm happy. Erica Badu, another one. Another one. Yeah, but I'm happy. Oh, yeah. But the men that you were with, winning. For instance, Vivica Fox was with 50 Cent, right? I don't even know if they married. But compare the two careers. Compare the two. 50 Cent was like, nah. She tried to lock 50 down. He was like, nah. Look at the two now. Compare the two. Vivica Fox still fine, but compare the two. <laughs> like, look at look at what 50's doing and look at what she's doing. Mm. Talking about they chose this life. Yeah. Crazy. All right. Anyway, but look, don't cry for them. Let them lose. Let them lose. All right, Deadly Ellie says, if the baby wasn't saved from the traffic by the Good Samaritan, Lizzo should be charged with manslaughter for promoting obesity. Shout out to you. Well, that baby would have been donezo. Uh, thank, God, thank goodness for that man there. All right, we do have three more, and then we're going to get back to the show. Uh, VMAD says, VMAD is in the house. He says, how come birds want to get inside a house so bad? He says, are you... Are they tired of all of that blue sky, the wide open space, birds hitting windows? Is like people getting married. I know, man. Isn't that crazy? Insects and bugs. I don't get it. Insects and birds. They want to get on the inside so bad, and they dumbass get in, and you're like, <laughs> right? We got no government name. Thank you for your super chat. And that's a PayPal, and then we'll get on to one more, and then we'll get back into the show. Sorry I got off base, but this is a loosey-goosey show. This is a loosey-goosey show. We got Moose Hefner, says Coach. Have you seen the movie Acrimony? He says that's exactly what happened in the movie. Every man should watch it. Acrimony. I'm going to pull it up. Maybe I'll watch it tonight. All right. I'm on a junior college vacation this week. <laughs> All right. All right. Acrimony. Uh, I'm going to check that out. Oh, it's with uh, Taraji P. Henson, it looks like. Is it with Taraji P. Henson? So, uh, man, interesting, man. I'm going to check that out. We got Oprah Winfrey on deck. Let me see here. Yeah, we got Oprah Winfrey finally acknowledging Black fathers here, and it took a long time. And of course, she doesn't have the platform that she had. But Oprah has been credited with uh, pushing feminism into households, particularly the angry, bitter black woman syndrome um, that has prevailed over society since the mid 80s. All right. And so uh, she definitely has been credited with that and belittling black men. Right. So she's had her own issues. Uh, with with men in her life, and that has developed a lot of mistrust. Nobody's called her hurt and bitter, but she definitely has that. Well, apparently now, Oprah says black women will. Uh, it says right here. It says maybe if Oprah says it, black women will acknowledge the truth. Well, let's see what she started here and uh, let her rip Oprah. Landmark study from the Center for Disease Control, which debunked many of the myths surrounding black fathers. It found that the majority of black fathers live with their children. Black fathers are more likely to help their children with their homework, prepare meals, bathe and dress their children compared to fathers of other races. So the absent or deadbeat black father myth that many in America believe is really more like a lie. There's been this landmark study from the Center for Disease Control, which debunked many of the myths surrounding black fathers. It found that the majority of black fathers live with their children. Black fathers are more likely to help their children with their homework, prepare meals, bathe and dress their children compared to fathers of other races. So the absent or deadbeat black father myth that many in America believe is really more like a lie. 
All right. And it looked like Tyler Perry was on that Zoom call or whatever they were having out there. And so Oprah's now maybe potentially in this clip having to come to Jesus moment based on the data. And let's go to the data because it is been presented um, as early as uh, 20 and 13. All right. So there are reports of this. All right. And people and content creators have talked about this. We're not going to read this entire thing here. But uh, we will read a little synopsis of this father's involvement with their children. Now, this will dispel a lot of the mythology around men don't help with chores and all of these goofy ass arguments that I keep hearing going along. Because when men do step up to their roles, they step up and then they are very much engaged in their child's life. Like they'll go to PTA meetings. The idea that men don't do this is some sort of archaic 1950s portrayal of men. Men are there through childbirth. I know that uh, some women might have had a different experience, but I myself uh, was involved in every step. I changed diapers. I was there. I woke up. Now, did I do it every time? No. There was time where my uh, co-parent or spouse was cleaning up vomit. All right. But I was up early in the morning going to work. So where she was not. All right. And I would have just really ruined my work schedule. So that wasn't always consistent. And chores aren't divided down the middle all the time. But this idea that men aren't pick, taking part of their children's lives is a myth, according to the reports. And this Debbie Daddy syndrome that people keep using against men and black men needs to rest because it is not true. I think they use this because people can believe it. They believe it, meaning that they'll be like, oh, of course he a Debbie dad. Oh, of course, he, of course he left. Of course he didn't live up to his responsibility. Of course he gave up on his kids. But that's because the woman's applying the pressure. That's because she's trying to use that to make herself look better. And everybody knows this. Everybody knows this, but nobody wants to put this issue to bed. Now, child support is another issue. Child support tends to be used as a proof that the man doesn't take care of his kids. When that is far from the truth, child support does not work that way. Okay, Child support is, is a penalty to fathers and actually hampers them more than it allows them to help. And just paying child support doesn't mean you take care of your child. Like you can be divorced and pay child support. How does that? And have custody of your kids, like have 50, 30, 40% of custody. And they're still having you on child support. Now, if you get in child support trouble, they're like, you ain't taking care of your kids. How? I have my kids part-time. How am I not taking care of my kids? Well, the woman's pushing that agenda. I'm going to show that he's a deadbeat. I'm going to prove it by making him get hampered by this system. And then when it happens, they say, look, there's another deadbeat dad. You see what I mean? And so this is what people use as a, a way to discredit it. And let me go to this article right here. Uh, this is particularly for black fathers work together to shine a spotlight on their role in society. I'm going to tell you something that I actually have been saying, and um, it hasn't been completely accurate. Accurate. Uh, let's see here. They're talking about, uh, it says right here, black fathers, 70% of them were likely, were most likely to have bathed, dressed, diapered, or helped their children use the toilet every day. And this is compared to white fathers, 60%, Hispanic fathers, 45%. All right, and so they're giving the credit saying, it's, the black fathers are the ones, despite the fact that they're supposed to be the deadbeat dads and out just making babies and not, not being a part of the child's life. Take a look. They're the ones that... It, and also, this whole thing about chores, 
Like this puts together, this dispels this myth. This is according to the CDC. Okay. These black fathers, these black men are fathers, and contrary to popular belief, black fathers are more involved in their children's lives than their white and Hispanic counterparts. This is according to the CDC. Now, first of all, let me just tell you, it's the CDC. Second of all, if you're going to believe this, you got to believe that 50% of black women got herpes too, all right? Can't cherry pick. You either ride with the state, the data or not, <laughs> right? Hey, you can't cherry pick the data. Sometimes they're right, sometimes they're wrong. But uh, here it is right here. All right, CDC. The CDC said that, by the way. I didn't say it. All right, with the constant barrage in media and misinformation and the societal misconceptions surrounding the role of the black fathers and the roles that they play in the lives of their children, Alan and Henry, both 37, are doing their part to reveal what it means to be a black father in modern times. The two men are working against the lack of positive imagery surrounding black men and their role in parenting, thus becoming part of a more significant movement to ensure that black fathers have a seat at the table. All right, there's another piece of data here. They're talking about celebrating black men. Uh, where's the data? All right, oh, kids, right here. It says right here, according to the same report, uh, by CDC, 72% of black fathers talk with their children about their day over the phone several times a week, whether or not they live in the household. Okay. Some of these, I don't know where they come up with this data, but they're saying that this is, this is true. Okay. 72% and whether they live with the child or not, many times they do not. I don't even know who that guy is. Let me see. There was another piece of data that I wanted to cherry pick and, and pull out for you brothers. All right. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Okay. They talk about stay-at-home dads. It says right here, uh, according to Dove and Men's Care, I don't know how they got into it, within the general population, more than a third of fathers, 37%, have not seen or any content related to black fathers or black men as caregivers on social media. Okay. I don't care about that. All right. Let's see here. Oh, here it is. In 2013, the CDC exposed the truth. 2.5 million black fathers live in the household with their children compared to 1.7 million who don't. This fact is a statistical repudiation of the often overused talking point that most black children live in fatherless homes. Even I said something similar where I was like, most men do not live at home with their children, something like that. Okay, well, the CD, by the way, this is 10 years ago. CDC is saying that is not true, all right, that more black fathers live, in fact, with their children than do not, all right? So there you go right there. That is according to the CDC. But um, I will say the numbers are getting close. The numbers are very close. So it's almost half. It's over uh, 40% as the Lord shining on CGA right now. Thank you, Lord. You see that right there? The Lord shining on me. All right, so there you go. That's some mythology that's being pushed, uh, being a should be abandoned. However, it is not. And I think, I think what's happening is I think we have to say women have been using the narrative that men are not responsible. Black men are not responsible for their kids because people believe it. And then they can create the narrative around it and they can go into the courts. The courts and the judges certainly believe it. The court of public opinion certainly believe it. And most people would believe it. Guess what? And it's not true. All right. You see the aura right here. You see how I reside. The sun is shining on it. The Lord is knowing. The Lord is coming to visit. All right. 
the Lord comes and visits right about this time, right about this time, right here of the show. All right, just to remind you who is doing what around here. All right, shout out to Oprah Winfrey for finally acknowledging this and more people need to share that information. I would love to see CDC come up with an update on this one. Speaking of, we're going to go to a young black male who just discovered that his mother lied to him all of these years. This is another common trope that people use and they use that the father didn't care about you. He didn't pay his obligations. He weren't, he, he left you. He gave up on you and so forth. And this young black man is angry and he's pictured below. I don't know who this guy is above here. He looks familiar, but let's go ahead and play it. I'm 26, bro. I'm 26. My mom kept me away from my dad for 26 years. You know what kept me away from him? My mom told me that my dad said I was a mistake and kept me away from my father. Every time this been looking for me since I was a kid. Yeah. He's been looking for me. <clears throat> I finally talked to my dad. He's a good dude. My mom told me my dad has not paid child support since I was a kid. Mm. I finally meet this. He has an envelope full of shit proof showing he's been paying child support. Put my son back on the phone. No, my, it's my son too. What do you want? Put my son back on the phone. And I'm listening to my mom. All that slapping abuse and beating up, beating me up, choking me when I'm on the floor, beating me with belts, wrapping hangers around other hangers. My mom turned into a two-year-old little girl when my dad started talking to her. She, she talked to me like a my entire life. He's yelling on the phone, you mad because I left you. And I didn't want to be with you no more. And you kept my son away from me as a weapon. I'm 26, bro. All right. And so uh, this is a common, common thing that happens. This is a common thing. Obviously, um, obviously, you know what happens is these guys, these guys that have these problems right here, you see them emotional. You see them hypersensitive. You see them being angry. What typically happens is these guys have these situations where um, they're angry because of the father's not there, okay? Then ultimately, it's not till these guys turn into adults. Then they turn into adults. Then they realize their entire life was a lie. And then they're angry at that. And so this some kind built up trauma and anger. They end up going, they don't know what happened. They don't know what to, how to deal with this. And there's nobody there. The father's going to try to come in now, but he's 26 years old. The mother's probably going to let him go. All right. The mother's probably going to let him go. She can't do anything about it because she's gotten what she wants. She ruined the father. She ruined the child. And then now here you go. You have this situation where you got a hurt guy out here and he's supposed to come out here and be a better father or a better man in society. So this is kind of what's happening. This happens a lot. And ultimately, the father's been punished and alienated from his child. Right. And this is a cycle. Right. This is the cycle that goes on. And it's mostly because when the kids are younger, the, these kids have to they, they don't have a means to find out the truth. They find out the truth when it's way too late. Then they want to be a part of the father's life. But he's already moved on. He's already moved on. He's like, I don't I don't even want to take the time to get to know the kid because I've moved on. I've dealt with what the reality is. That was when the kid was three years old. I'm done with it. I put it behind me. I've moved on in life. Then this son comes up and he's like, what? Hey, I want to be a part of your dad, your life, uh, dad. And you're like, right. Like what? All right. You're like, I can't, I, there's no way I can get down with this type of thing. So unfortunately, this is a common thing that ha happens. This is a common thing that happens. And uh, this comes from, because we allow, we don't call out the bullshit when this alienation happened. Right. 
He says you can't talk business with emotion. Oh, okay. Yeah. I don't know what you guys are talking about there. All right. Uh, another one here. Let me see. Oh, nope. That is the next segment. Let me see here. Nope. This is this segment right here. Let's go to it right here. This is a man. He's going to admit. What does he admit here? Oh, he's going to admit that he ignored people's advice on marriage. All right. And so when I talk about this on my show, a lot of people ignore it and they say, not me, coach, not my girl. And then they roll the dice. All right. So let's go ahead and play this guy. This is quite funny. This is a funny take on it. Let's center him up and let's roll the film. Here we go. Oh, I got to get the volume up. Here we go. There is no point in crying now. You were thoroughly warned. Everybody told you, be careful before getting married. You watched some movies, read something on the internet, and you thought, hey, it's all going to be fun. There's no point in regretting now. You only have yourself to blame for it. <laughs> so now, stop whinging, stop moaning, wake up in the morning, be brave, take a deep breath, and face her. <laughs> All right, and so the guys, now he's alone. He didn't want to listen to CGA. He didn't want to listen to CGA. <laughs> All right, let me see here. Um, he, he didn't want to listen to CGA. He wanted to do his own world. He wanted to be in his own life. And uh, he wanted to say I was bitter and hurt. But now guess what? He got to live it out because he knows if he doesn't, he's really stuck. So now he's got to wake up every morning and motivate himself. <laughs> All right, he's got to motivate himself to do what? Go ahead. <laughs> All right. All right. Somebody says, uh, uh, anyway, he's got to go ahead and march forward in this lifestyle. So there you go right there. Um, it says right here, getting told off for marrying. He married. He thought it was going to be different, and it's not. Let's go ahead and roll it again. Listen, there is no point in crying now. You were thoroughly warned. Everybody told you, be careful before getting married. You watched some movies, read something on the internet, and you thought, hey, it's all going to be fun. There's no point in regretting now. You only have yourself to blame for it. <laughs> so now, stop whinging, stop moaning, wake up in the morning, be brave, take a deep breath, and face her. Yeah, man. Hey, you gotta, you gotta do it now. Hey, it's all fun and games till you realize this is forever. Until you realize you're locked in. <laughs> until you're locked in. Till you realize there's no getting out of this. Till you realize you're all alone. You got to look in the man in the mirror now. <laughs> hey, man. Yo. Hey, tell these guys, man. When, when, when you're married, there's no pause button on marriage. There's no break. There's no halftime. Nothing. So there's nothing like you can just get out either. You can't just run. You can't just take it. Well, you can, but you're going to pay a penalty. Okay. But every day you wake up, now you're in it. But you wanted to do it. And you're like, well, how could this be so hard? Well, you're doing it. 365 days a year, guys, every single day. And here you are, gentlemen, here you are. You figure it out that is tougher than you thought. And now you got to do your own put, uh, self-talk. Let me do one more. And uh, this is a guy that says he doesn't know any happily married people. <laughs> Jesus. Hold on for a second. Let me get him lined up. All right. Uh, the, he, remember, these men are bitter and hurt. Don't listen to them. Don't listen to them. Here we go. This is a guy right here. Look at this old man. This man been married at least for 40 years. He mad as hell. Here we go. Don't get married. Big mistake. Big mistake. Enjoy the money first. First. 
Mind what you want and do everything you want. You know any? Do you know anybody who's happily married? No, nobody happily married. Come on, nobody that's not happily true. married. I don't see nobody happily married. I, 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 I might be wrong. Don't get me wrong. I might be wrong because ten out of ten out of nine out of ten people. I think the, is this an Indian brother or a Baham? I can't tell. These people, man, the Carrie beans, he mad as hell. Nine out of ten people is unhappy with marriage. So what the fuck you gonna get married for? It don't make no sense. You have a million people in the world and it's ninety-nine point nine nine names. Hey, you better watch it for your wife hear it. No, my wife. Start with she first. <laughs> she first. She met me for a woman because she was every blood clad thing, you know. She want everything. No, no, don't marry. Marriage is not good for nobody in this world. <laughs> nobody. That's your wife calling you. <laughs> yeah, his wife calling him, man. She can feel it. She can feel it in the air. She's like, hey, man, you talking about me. You talking reckless. Get the blood clot marriage out of here. But he's saying, I don't see any happy people. As a matter of fact, I've been telling you for quite a long time. I actually used to have a chart on this one. I can't find the chart. Oh, of course. Where's, where's my thumbnails? Where's my thumbnails? I can't find the thumbnails. I had a great chart on this one. It's in my book, Free Agent Lifestyle, of the likelihood that you could have a happy happy marriage other than like you staying for the kids and staying for there. It's a small percentage, right? Small percentage where you're like, I'm happily married. It's very small. Super duper small. So anyway, um, what are we doing there? All right, shout out to you guys. Let me get to the super chats and the support. Then we're going to get into, let me see here. What do we got here? I see something's out of order. Oh, yeah, I skipped around. It's all right. It's it's the Monday night stream. Hit the like button in the building here. What do we got here? Let's go over to super chats. And we have, let me see here. We got, did I get YouTube trash talker? I think I got him. He says, all facts, I know a dude that blame all of his problems on stuff that happened before the wrath of Khan was in theaters, and he has more simp energy than an OnlyFans server. He says, married a single mother, his kids hate him, and she cheated. <laughs> all right. Mm. All right, and of course, oh, man, it's, guys, that type of lifestyle, you can't be blaming problems that happened to you 10, 20, 30 years ago. This is crazy. This is crazy. You got to have had made some sort of adjustments in your life. All right. Otherwise, otherwise you're talking about, you're talking about, um, what is it here? You're talking about things that you did not take control in your life. We got C3 Augustus says the movie Acrimony is the perfect example of this. I got to check it out. Henry Resilient, I could have never did YouTube like this married. Let me tell you. If you would have done this while married, she would have said you were wasting your time. I mean, I met him. I had a married couple. I was putting this dude up on game. This dude had talent. And I met the guy and I was like telling him, I was like, dude, you need to get on YouTube. This is when I had like 10,000 subscribers. I thought I was big time shit. I don't know if you remember my goal on YouTube was to get to 10,000 subs like over my lifespan. Like that was my entire goal because back then doing this type of content, you'd be lucky to get 30,000 subs, all right? There was only a few people like Sandman and AMS that probably had like 50,000 to 100,000. Like getting to 100,000 was impossible doing this. This was only something that happened since 2020. So um, I only wanted 10,000 subs. So anyway, I got to 10,000 in like six months. 
not even six months. I got to it in like three months. It was super quick. So I'm telling him, I'm like, dude, you need to get on YouTube. Yeah, TFM. I was like, get on YouTube. Well, his wife was around and she was like, you ain't got no time for that. I was like, she's <laughs> right, bro. She was like, nope. She was like, no, nah, you ain't doing it. Because what would have happened was he would have been like, this would have happened. He would have went to go make his YouTube videos. He'd have been like, shh, can y'all quiet down? Can all the kids quiet down? Hey, honey, can you can you put the kids in the bedroom? Maybe take them to the park while I cut my YouTube videos. Oh, I ain't cutting no damn YouTube video. She would have been dragging her feet, dragging her feet, trying to leave. You got your studio set up. You got the lighting. You like, all right, I'm ready to cut. You ready to go live. And she dragging her feet. And you like, can you just go? You know what I mean? Like, can you get? And they really try to just delay you and throw monkey wrenches in there. And then they leave, come back, bust in there. Sorry, am I disrupting you? Slamming cabinet doors. <laughs> like, had a kid yelling, kids bust in the room. Be like, hey, can you get to? I told you I was going to go live. Nope. She be throwing, she be throwing you under the bus. Right? Literally throwing a monkey wrench. On purpose, guys. If you, On purpose. If you think I'm lying... If you think I'm like, oh, I forgot. Yep, she turned on the vacuum. She started turn sabotaging you. I know people don't think people do this. You guys got to understand the nature of women. They do that shit on purpose. And then if you yell at them, guess what? You're abusive. If you yell at them like God did not tell you, guess what? You the one in the wrong. <laughs> I don't know what it is about women. I don't know what it is about them. Guys, the Bible tells you all of this. Do not think I'm making this shit up and do not think I'm the only one that went through this. This is in their nature. They cannot help it. They cannot help it. Trust me, I'm not putting... See, you guys want me to talk privately about my particular spouse. I try not to do it because I'm telling you, all women have this in them. There's nothing unique about my situation. She does. She did what every women do. All women do this shit. They literally be trying to sabotage your ass. <laughs> you be like, what the fuck? It's in their nature. They cannot help it. The Lord wrote about this shit. <laughs> this is what they do. There's no, hey, there's no marriage counselor that's going to talk you out of this shit. There's no, talk them out of it. There's nothing that you could do. He says, American women. Okay, let me do this. <laughs> American women. This is what they do. This is not a negative characteristic. It is literally a characteristic that they have. And you trying to do what? You trying to overcome it and you getting frustrated and then it actually delays your ability to do what you were going to do. Because without her, you would have skyrocketed already. But I, I do. There's, there's kind of like, a, it's kind of like the whole thing is instigating it's them being gaslighting. It's abuse. But nobody will ever see it as that. And it's messing you up. It's messing up your bag and all of that. You'd be like, damn, like, what the hell is your problem? You know what it is? The attention is not centered on them. Or they might see, oh, this is a waste of time. It ain't going to work until it works. Until it works. And then when it works, I'm telling you, this is 98%. They got this genetically in their blood. They got this in their blood. You can't do nothing about it. There's a small percentage of them that would not mess your shit up. For real, man. It is a sad thing, bro. So, dude, I'm telling you, most men don't get to where they are because, especially married men, because you, 
Sometimes your wife's sabotaging you. She's delaying your growth. And it's nothing that she, it's not her. It's them. <laughs> yep, somebody said they hate to see you happy. They hate to see you enjoying some shit. You be like, look, I'm going to cut some videos. I'm going to do this. I like it. We ain't run them videos. You need hit. They will mess your shit up. They will sabotage you, bro. It is like, man, it is one of the, it is a sight to see. It is a sight to see. And when that jealousy hits you, they will be like sitting in the corner rocking. You know what I mean? Like sitting there like, and you winning it like you about to win. You like, dude, we about to win. We just won. And they will be, they will make it about themselves. They will pull it back and make it about themselves. Oh, this is something like something wrong. Like, wow. All right, man. My computer went out over here. I don't know what happened. Let me see what happened here. All right. It wasn't charging up. All right, so let me see here. Not, that means my screen is gone. All right, so uh, let me get to these Super Chats over here. All right, uh, Sheldon Ross says, LOL, this is literally my life. I'm 42 winning hard, and all my exes are beat up wall bangers. So glad I didn't get sucked, uh, stuck with them. You would have got stuck with them. There's a lot of married men stuck with these women. Hold up for a second. Uh, my computer didn't want to plug up, but my man said, uh, yeah, um, you didn't get stuck with them. Count your blessings, count your blessings completely. All right. You got, you won in life. Yep. My computer ain't working. Come on, man. All right. So I'm going to get the PayPal in a minute. Mr. Anonymous about Melanie Griffith. Her mother literally let her grow up with a lion in the house. He says, you can Google it. Sure. That was great for her childhood development. A whole lion. <laughs> Goodness. Wow, wow. All right. And we got a man named Gaming Tech. He's getting too specific. All right. And so you're you're talking too much specifics. So we're not going to acknowledge those, but I appreciate the super chats. All right. So <laughs> all right. Anyway, appreciate you. Where are we at here? We do have some PayPals. Soon as my computer comes back up. Um, somehow, you know, the specifics, people be getting a whole bunch of information. That I didn't give you. So somebody's giving you the information. All right, let's see here. My computer won't charge up. Let me see something. Oh, I'm charging it. All right. People like to gather information. <laughs> All right. So anyway, so if you say on my channel for something, me directed at me specifically about a person, I won't answer it. Let's get to, oh, shoot, we were supposed to get the PayPals. But of course, my computer didn't shut down. Let me see something. Let me run a commercial real quick and uh, we'll be back. Let me see if I can get this thing activated real quick. All right. What commercial? Here comes the bankroll. Here comes. This would make it all happen right there. That's what make it happen. This would make it happen. If a man want to know how to meet a nice woman, how you meet her? With this. <laughs> First damn word come out your mouth. I got money. <laughs> But those not respectable women. I don't want no respect. I want some ass. Damn the respect. I want you to break down like a 12-gauge double barrel shotgun and show me what you're working with. But don't you want commitment? What? To who? You don't want to be committed. <laughs> I'm committed to getting her to that bedroom and giving her what she needs. All right, give me a second here. I'm going to pull up PayPal in a minute, but um, 
uh, yeah, my my second screen is out. I don't know what happened. I don't think my computer was charging up, but uh, I'll get all of that going. Let's get back to the show. How about we do that? That's what we're going to do. We're going to do the last part right here. Oh, we're going to do all of these right here. So we got a uh, brother explains how relationships being transactional is a good thing. As you guys know, I say relationships are transactional. And um, this guy actually was able to finesse it into something that women will agree with. And we're going to go ahead and give him a spin right here. Let's go ahead and play it. Find relationships to be transactional. Yes. Like all of mm. them. Everything is transaction. Breathing is a transaction. I just hate the word transaction. A transaction means I'm bartering to me. It means mm -hmm. that I'm only coming to you because I need something from you. Using each other. We're a social animal. Okay. We, we need each other to survive. Parents need their children to continue the bloodline, aka to not go extinct. So there's nothing wrong with needing, there's nothing wrong with using people, using people incorrectly. That's how you break stuff. You use a hammer to hold open a door. Right. You break the hammer. You use it as a fork. You break your teeth. Fundamentally, if things are truly transactional from a very clear space, everybody benefits because like, oh, you're valuable to me. How are you valuable to me? Because you have value, which means you're useful, which means you're to be used. Mm -hmm. You can't say that someone's valuable to you and say you don't believe in transactions. Saying this is valuable. I want this. I need this. That's a beautiful thing. I need you because you're so valuable. It's romantic. I like that explanation. Yeah. Do you find? All right. And so he had to get these straggles on board to his interpretation of what transactional is. And of course, they went for transactional, meaning that um, transactional means pay. All right. And so they don't want transactional to mean pay. This computer stripping. And so she doesn't want to say she's in a transactional relationship, which I've been saying for quite a long time. I've been saying men are in transactional relationships with women. Now, it took him with some game. This guy got some game. And because he has significant game, he's able to flip it to where they 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 accepted it. Oh, yeah. Well, yeah. Everything's transactional. Exactly. I've been telling you all men pay. Exactly. Every time you date is transactional. Everything is a transaction. All right. And so he smoothly got them to agree that they participate in transactional relationships, as I've been saying myself. All right. And so now this is an idea. Since there's a pay, everybody's got to get what it means to uh, pay for whatever they're paying for. All right, I got a lot of problems with this stream. Now that I got the Wi-Fi. Is somebody sabotaging me? <laughs> what is going on here? All right, not a problem. New, 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 new world order. All right, are we still good on the Fridge and Lifestyle channel? I can't really tell. All right. And so when you get these words, it's like submit. I don't want to submit. All right, I don't want to be in a transactional. I don't want it to mean so transactional. Now he finessed them to get them to admit that indeed, they're in transactional relationships. All men pay. Let's get it. Find relationships to be transactional. Yes. Like all of mm. them. Everything is transactional. Breathing is a transaction. I just hate the word transaction. I just hate the word transaction. I don't care what you hate. See, this is what we have to get. In our world, we let words, real meanings of words, kick us off of what we're really doing. <laughs> okay. And so reality is when I say all men pay, it is what it is. All men pay. And relationships are transactional. People are like, no, not really. That means you're paying directly for it. It doesn't mean you're paying directly for it. It's you get and you give. And that's how it works. No, it's about love. It's about this and that. No, it's not. Because when we get to the next few stories, you're going to realize it's about business. It's about money. It's about a transaction. When I showed you the owl earlier, when I showed you the owl the owl transacted food and he got the skins. 
So it's always this thing here where we're taking words like submit and submissive and transact. Oh, I don't like the way it sounds. I don't care what you don't like. I don't care what you don't like about the way it sounds. It is what it is. Transaction means I'm bartering to me. I mean, no, <laughs> it means you're bartering. Look, she don't know what it means. Transacting means you're giving something to get something. Okay. And most of the time, I got to give something first. Quit poker. I got to give something first in order to get back what you're giving back. Now, this is how they ask for dates and what you should have. And you should have this and that and this and that. They're basically listing the transaction. Except what it is. Men, you're actually giving up something, money, energy, attention, or time, and or all of them to get a woman. Period. That's the basis of all relationships. And this guy says it should be. It should be. Here we go. Means mm -hmm. That I'm only coming to you because I need something from you. Using each other. We're a social animal. Okay. We, we need each other to survive. Parents need their children to continue the bloodline, a.k.a. to not go extinct. So there's nothing wrong with needing. There's nothing wrong with using people. Using people incorrectly. That's how you break stuff. Yeah, see, using people incorrectly. Transacting incorrectly. That's how you get in the mess. If you use a hammer to hold open a door, right. you break the hammer. You use it as a fork. You break your teeth. Fundamentally, if things are truly transactional from a very clear space, everybody benefits because like, oh, you're valuable to me. How are you valuable to me? Because you have value, which means you're useful, which means you're to be used. Mm -hmm. You can't say that someone's valuable to you and say you don't believe in transaction. Wow. And so he, I like the word he says. Um, he says used versus you're useful, which is which is two of the same thing. See, being useful is being used. I find you or you're a useful part of our relationship, right? I need you. That means you're going to get used and thus you're going to be compensated for that use. That is literally transaction. It's not a bad transaction. It's a bad transaction if you make it. So I like that breakdown. And of course he got them to get it. Oh yeah, I get it now. Yes. You all skeezers. All right. And you all pay for play. All right, let's get to Roddy rich. And then we're about to round the corner. Right. Speaking of transactions. Rapper Roddy Rich ordered to pay 200, I'm sorry, $24,000 in temporary child support following drug accusation. I don't know anything about Roddy Rich. I don't know if he does drugs or sell drugs. I have no idea. But I'm assuming that this woman, that this woman um, used this drug accusation to get custody and or child support. Roddy Rich agrees to pay his ex a five-figure lump sum to cover temporary child support as they continue to battle it out in court. Here we go. Come on, man. This isn't a transactional relationship. According to court docs, says Roddy and his girlfriend have an informal, wait, have informed the court of their deal. So they settled outside of court. Thank goodness. Um, but, of course, she was going to use the fact that um, you were selling drugs or using drugs. The exes were set off the face. Um, uh, they were set the face off at a March or a May 23rd hearing. Sorry, I read ahead badly. Uh, they were set the face off at a May 23rd hearing, but have agreed to postpone it until August 15th. The two will attend a voluntary settlement conference to resolve their issue without a judge. I think that's a smart idea. In addition, Roddy agreed to pay Alexandra a total of $24,000 which breaks down to $8,000 per month in support for their children or one child. The payment will cover the month's 
April, May, and June. Jesus. So that's just the beginning. That's just the beginning. That's just the beginning. So those are just going to cover three months. And he will receive credit and or offset against any future payments of child support orders. Okay. All right. So he's going to receive credit. And earlier this year, she filed a lawsuit demanding custody of the three-year-old she shares with the rapper. Why? In her petition, she accused Roddy Rich of cutting her off financially. Alexandra said she was uh, being forced to move out of her home that he provided her. <laughs> Wait. Move out of a home that he provided her. Was it his home too? I'm not understanding that. Alexandra asked the court to establish paternity and awarded her $20,000 per month in child support. Alexandra explained her ex had funds and he had the funds to pay her a substantial monthly amount. Quote, in according to the petition, I didn't dig it up. This is here. Quote, he is a very successful and highly paid entertainer who goes by the name of Roddy Rich. He has a net worth of approximately $25 million, and he commands fees of $500,000 for appearances. Mm. Man, this how they do you, bro. Y'all don't pay, though. Y'all don't pay. This how they do you. They will have you and watch all your pockets. They will be on the internet scouring. And they will put in a court document. See, this is the saddest part. And I, I notice a lot of people probably have information. You guys are going into court documents, <laughs> right? To go in there and find out how much these ninjas make. And then you know who gives up the money, the info, the woman. The woman gives up all your info. They watch in your pockets. They will have all your business out in these streets. That is crazy. Of course, men don't pay, right? When it comes to money and women, they ain't going to work for it, ninjas. But then when they want to go to work for it, they want to go to work. I want to earn my own money. When you're in a relationship with you, they be like, I want to stay at home. And then all of a sudden they'll say, I want to make my own money. And then when it goes into court, they be like, I'm, I'm disabled. I'm a stay at home mom. I don't know how to work. I'm uneducated. I ain't worked in 18 years. <laughs> right. And then they will have your info all up in the court documents. It says right here, Alexandra says she believes his 2022 income was over $10 million while she has had no consistent income. Mm. <laughs> shit. Oh, man. <laughs> this shit is terrible, man. Unbelievable. But she lied down and had them babies. Why can't he have custody? And by the way, whatever they put in these court documents is flat lies, flat out lies, because it doesn't count. You know, he could have he could have made what was it? He could have made ten million dollars, but what it doesn't count. He didn't net ten million dollars. We already know that, but that's not how child support works. This is why I'm giving you this blessing. I'm trying to tell y'all. They're gonna take his gross earnings before taxes, and that's what they're gonna use to calculate against child support so let's just say he did make 10 million dollars but it was before he paid the band his dj his dancers you know he accommodated um he accommodated people to uh, hotels and you know his travel his posse whatever it is his security detail okay 
but they take it off the gross earnings. Yes. I mean, who didn't know that? Yes. They take it off the gross earnings before taxes. You guys didn't know that. <laughs> you guys didn't know that. They take it off gross. So let's say you say, um, you know, I make, I'm, let's say you say you make $90,000, but you take home $60,000 after taxes. Well, you go up in child support and she's going to say, pocket watching you, you make $90,000 a year. And you're like, yeah, but I got taxes. I have write-offs. I have expenditures. I have all of this shit right there. And you're going to turn in the tax return that says $30,000. It's going to say 30 because that's what you wrote off. You was out here finessing the IRS. You was writing off every goddamn thing. They're not going to take your tax return. They're not taking that. They're taking your net income. I'm sorry, your gross income. And then they start chopping. In 90,000 minus S, Social Security, Medicare, and union dues. And then they go right there. And then they start. And then you're like, wait, I can't afford that because the, the amount's going to come out silly. And she's going to say, I ain't made no money. I don't have a job. I haven't worked in five years. Uh, I took off time. I have to take off time to take care of my kid. I only can work part-time. But they go up in there with your gross income. And then they go right there. Yep, I have a gap in my resume. <laughs> right, they be in there lying their ass off. Then they get their money. And they get what? 8000 This woman's going to get eight to $10,000 a month. Crazy. She wrote, oh, here he goes. Look, this is this is what I'm going to tell you. This, oh, this is what she allegedly wrote. Since his birth, I alone spend 98% of the time with the son. While Roderick, got his goddamn Roderick, his government name out there, lives his life without any regard to his parental obligations or responsibility to spend time with the child. Roderick misses important holidays with him including this past holiday season. Instead, he took friends to doo-doo Dubai in the Maldives on a pleasure trip. They be watching you, man. Private event. Yo, they be watching you. Why don't they call these people bitter and hurt? <laughs> watching you. And why did he miss the holiday? Was he performing, earning that $10 million? Did he take his friends to Dubai to perform? Because you said he performs and he makes money. Was he performing in the Dubais? Was he performing in the Maldives? I think he was probably performing there. And he probably enjoyed his time. Quote, I was hurt to find out. See, this is all. This should not be included in court documents. I was hurt. All right. This is a statement that should be thrown the hell out. I was hurt to find out on Christmas Eve when he came back from his trip that he hadn't uh, gotten or planned anything for our son on Christmas. They be in there lying on your ass. I bet you he did. And she was like, nope, you can't come see him because she was mad watching your ass partying in the Maldives. She added, she got a lot to say. Now he does not want to pay for the house that we live in anymore. He is giving minimal and inconsistent support. And he wants me to move out at my expense. <laughs> Jesus. Later, she accused her ex of drug use. Roderick Moore is gang affiliated. Oh my lord. I don't know anything about this guy. Look at this shit. Now he's gang affiliated. 
He has been arrested on gun charges, domestic violation, and regularly indulges in promethazine use. I'm not sure what that is. Promethazine use and all of which are concerns for myself and our son, she said. Wow. Wow. Is he a gang member? I have no idea. Oh, and he, and he drinks lean? Look, I don't know about this stuff, but as you can see, they put that shit in the court record, then it's easy for people to believe. And I'm sure he probably does some of these. I have no idea. But they don't hesitate to snitch on your ass. Snitch. When we say sleeping with the enemy, they be sleeping with the enemy, and they will put that shit in court docs before you even talk to the judge. Okay, and so this is why he settled out of court and he gave her because it's an uphill battle. Imagine this is in the court documents. The judge is going to read this before the hearing. <laughs> okay, I see you make a lot of money. You're a gang member. You sip and scissor. All right, you don't have the responsibility for your kids. You out partying. She at home. She's broke. You're kicking her out of her house. This woman lied down on her back on several occasions and let him shoot up the club. And now she turning on him. Why? This is why you can't give them information. This is why when wives or girlfriends say, why don't you ever tell me anything? <laughs> this is why. Why would I tell you stuff when you be the first one to use it against you? Why don't men open up emotionally? Why don't men open up and share their problems? Exhibit A right here. Exhibit A, why don't men tell me what's going on in life? Why don't you tell me what's going on with the kids? Why don't you tell me how you financially support? Why don't you tell me how big? Why don't you tell me? Why don't you submit? No. <laughs> why don't you let me see how well you're doing? Why don't you talk to me? Guys, when you talk to women, the first thing they're going to do, if they get a chance, is they're going to use the information against you. Stop telling them, stop pillow talking. Stop telling them what you do. Oh, I just want to know. No, I'm not telling you any damn thing. All right. And this is why you don't tell. Samson and Delilah proved it. By the way, Samson and Delilah, I did a great stream on it. Samson and the De Delilah, the woman, um, Samson, I mean, Delilah asked um, Samson at least four times about his secret. She asked and asked and asked, and then she let him nut in her, right? Then she emptied out his balls and kept asking and kept asking. And then he finally relented, told the secret, and then he lost. <laughs> then he died. Shout out to Danny Davis. That's what I'm going to call you. Got to Vegas last week, finally getting to a more stable living situation. All right, did you move to Vegas? All right, shout out to you. All right, what do we got here? Macaroni, Tony, I've stopped playing the Struggle Olympic Games with people when I realize it's not productive. You get five minutes to vent, then let's move on. Five minutes is, five minutes is, uh, <laughs> five minutes is a little too much. All right, Eugene says, hold on for a second. This is from earlier in the show. Hold on for a second. Eugene says, I was dealing with someone. Okay, I got that already. All right. Somebody says, Garrett says, the stop working thing happened to me. I got laid off. Okay, that was earlier. Okay, we're almost getting to that point. Moose Hefner, did I get you, brother? Did I get you, brother? Uh, Moose Hefner says, uh, okay, that was him already. I already got these brothers. Let me check this cash app and then we'll 
we'll get on to the main the main story and then we'll get a buy here. Okay. Yep, we got everybody. We got our man G Johnson. I got you already. Keep preaching CGA. Okay, let's get into this one when the money's gone. When the money's gone. So I put up this tweet the uh the other day. I was gonna talk about Tiger Woods. Speaking of money gone, let me talk about Tiger Woods real quick. Um, and then maybe we'll talk about it more tomorrow. Did you see what happened to Tiger Woods now? All right. And so I actually told you that this woman is going to do this. All right. Because the, the portion of the law that she needs to capitalize on this is going to require a domestic violence situation. Now, in order for her to get what she wants, she got to prove that there was some sort of domestic violence or sexual assault in any point of her relationship. And so now she's dug as of two days ago into a possible sexual harassment situation saying that they had a sexual relationship while she was an employee. Check this out. So remember going back Tiger Woods being sued by his ex-girlfriend because he broke up with her, kicked her out of the house. She said they have an 11 year lease agreement. He kicked her out. He breaks up. He has a security team, pick her up, take her to the airport acting like Tiger was there. He wasn't there. He kicks her out. His attorneys come to rescue him and she doesn't sign any paperwork. She basically sues him for $30 million plus. And uh, to make the lawsuit push forward, she um, she got a uh, part of the part of the lawsuit had to have a sexual harassment or a grape or a sexual assault attached to it. Right. That's to make the lawsuit stick. And now she's found a way to make it stick by saying I was an employee of Tiger Woods before we were boyfriend and girlfriend. Man, I'm, I'm wondering why when people hear these stories, when people hear these stories and they hear me share these stories, why do people, why aren't people shocked by this? Then I say, protect yourself, make women a business, lease, don't own, don't get married until you have leverage and options. And then when you have leverage and options, think about it. Be careful having kids. I share story after story after story. And most of these stories, are from people, most of these stories are from people that were in relationships, that slept in bed together, that did the most closest thing you can do is swap spit and sexual genital fluids on a daily basis, on a regular basis. They swap spit and genital fluids. Like this is the closest you're ever going to be to anyone other than a baby coming out of a woman's body. This is the closest. And this is what they do to you. This shit is what they do. I don't get it. So now let me read this. <laughs> Tiger Woods asked the judge to move Erica Harmon's lawsuit against the trust that owns his house to arbitration. So there goes your irrevocable trust sample, right? Remember we said that? Somebody said, just get an irrevocable trust sample. She sued the trust. Why? Because the trust owns the home in which she's claiming she had a lease agreement, a verbal agreement with Tiger Woods. You see what I mean? So again, she's challenging the trust. She's suing the trust. Herman's attorney slammed Woods' request in the court filing Friday saying he didn't prove she ever agreed to go to arbitration. The lawyers argued Woods sexually harassed Harmon by having a sexual relationship with her while she was an employee and then kicked her out of the house when it ended. Let me tell you something. Mm. Brothers, how in the hell is she saying? 
let's just say, I think they were together six years or so. Six years, seven years, maybe something like that. Prior to that, she's going back to the prior to that girlfriend and boyfriend relationship, I'm assuming, and saying, before we were girlfriend and boyfriend, I was an employee. Thus, I was sexually harassed. Bruh. I don't even know what to tell you. Let me see here. It says right here. Let me see here. Harmon engaged enter into a sexual relationship uh, with her while she was an employee and then tricking her into leaving the house once that sexual relationship ended. What do you mean? What? She was boyfriend and girlfriend. Attorneys for Harmon asked a federal judge to stop discovery, stop discovery and all proceedings in her lawsuit against Woods after Woods tried to move the case out of court since he hasn't even come close to proving that Harmon agreed to arbitration. All right. And it says right here, Herman, I'm calling her Harmon. It's Herman first sued the trust. There's your trust that owns Woods house in October. Shortly after the couple broke up, Herman has said in court documents that Woods kicked her out of the home without notice, which is a violation, a violation of a lot of laws, I'm sure. But in violation of an oral agreement, that she had to live there rent-free. <laughs> Wait a minute. So she living. Your rent's due, motherfucker. We had an oral agreement that I was going to live here rent-free. That's what she's saying. Attorneys for Woods argue she was just there as a guest and that he doesn't owe her anything. That's wrong, too. That is not true, either. Both of them are lying. Mm. Both of them are lying. She was just there as a guest. Maybe as a girlfriend. She moved in, Ninja. She moved in. She moved in with you. This is what happens when you cohabitate. I don't like the fact that he's saying she was just a guest. No, she lived there. She lived there. She probably lived there for five to eight years. Come on, man. This is all bullshit. Don't wriggle out of it now. Own up. <laughs> you was paying on her. You tricking on her. And guess what? She stabbed you in the back. Okay. The lawsuit says Woods used trickery to evict Harmon. No, he didn't evict her. He kicked her out. But that is neither here nor there. By definition, it's eviction. Who was also a manager at one of Woods' restaurants in Florida. She claimed Woods told her to pack her bags on a short, for a short vacation. But when she left the house, she was notified that she had been locked out. Can't do that. Woods' attorney has argued in court filings that Herman filed the lawsuit to get around her NDA with Woods. So there he is right there, which would have forced her to arbitrate her uh, any issues with him out of court. Here you go. So Tiger Woods had everything set up. He had a trust. He didn't own anything in his name. He um he probably had an LLC through these businesses. He had um he had a non-disclosure agreement. <laughs> he had a non-disclosure agreement. And guess what? She want to throw all that shit out. In March, Herman petitioned to get the NDA thrown out based on the Speak Out Act, which nullifies agreements in case in cases where sexual assault or harassment is alleged. However, she made no specific references at the time what kind of sexual assault or harassment claims she planned to make in the filing because they had to come up with something. Guys, I've been in a case where um, it was a slam dunk. They were losing. And trust me, those attorneys, they will go hide somewhere and they will try to figure out something. They're going to come up with some story. 
This is what they came up with, and it's flimsy. This is bullshit. Okay. On Friday, Herman filed a motion asking the judge to deny Woods' request to move the lawsuit to arbitration and grant a protective order that would stop discovery and grant a stay of all proceedings in the case, according to court docs. This is a girlfriend. This ain't even a wife. In the document, Herman's attorney said in the original complaint, Herman had to be cursory with the descriptions of her sexual harassment because of the threat of enforcement of a non-disclosure against her. Now, since she's using sexual harassment, she can get specific. Says right here, Herman's lawyers argue that would impose that NDA on Herman when she entered a sexual relationship with him as a still working member of his restaurant staff, thus changing her work conditions based on a sexual relationship, which constitutes sexual harassment. Oh, my. Bruh. I don't know what to tell. What are this is despicable. This is disgraceful. This is low. And why? Because she's seeing a bag. So let's just get this straight. Before they dated as a couple, let's just, just show you here. Uh, let me see here. Woods and Herman. Because they're in a relationship. Let me see here. Tiger Woods. This is how ridiculous. <laughs> She's getting because look, are they holding hands here? All right, let's let's show you guys. This is the woman suing, talking about she was sexually harassed prior to their relationship, y'all. Bruh. <laughs> oh my god. So let me see how long they were dating. This is despicable. Boy, Tiger Woods, you sure know how to pick them. Hey, another reason why I didn't make, get married again, I was like, my picking ain't too good, all right? I'll acknowledge that. When you ain't got a good picker, stop picking, right? Don't change your picker. Just get, look, this is the this is the woman. This is a woman that said, before this, she was sexually harassed. Mm. Right here. All right, let me see how long they were dating. Let me see something. See how long they dated. How long they dated. How long did they date? Or, yeah, because they, they they were in a, uh, they never got married. 2017. So five years. Oh, we got it right here. Five years. Five years. Now, before they started five years, she's saying before that, that was sexually harassment. <laughs> And here's the important thing about this. These cases set precedent. So once one person does it, then it's going to make a set of precedent for other people to do it. Let me see here. Okay, the documents also say that Herman's ejection from Woods' home was sexual harassment too because Herman's tenancy agreement was ended when her sexual relationship with Woods ended. So throwing her out with sexual harassment. Yeah, I ain't never living with no woman ever again. I ain't never, ever 
move it. I will. I will never cohabitate again. I mean, I've already been had that philosophy. Never again. Never. I mean, no way. There's no way, dude. I hey you. You spend in one night, maybe two. That's it. This is crazy, man. Somebody says, "Type." Remember when this case came out? There was guys said that woman is not going to get any money, and I was like, "Yes, yeah, she is. She's going to get money." And people were like, "No, she ain't. She ain't going to get a dime." I said, "Yes, yeah, she is. She's going to get paid." Now I don't think she's going to get thirty million, but she's going to get some money. All right. First of all, kicking old person out of a house that lived there for five years—you can't do that. So not there's not any laws on the books that would be on Tiger Woods' side to evict a person without notice. So it's important that if you let a person move in, uh, there's only a short period of time that will trigger their residency. Only a short amount of time that will trigger their residency. It could be up to 21 days. It could be 10 days. This is why you don't let people move in, stay over. Like They'll be like, hey, man, can I stay over for two weeks? No, you cannot. I'll just sleep on the couch. I won't bother you. No. Once you give them a key, they're a resident. Once you give them a mailbox key, they're a resident. Once a person sees and acknowledges that that person lives there, yep, I saw them living there for the last two months, they're a resident. Once they check the mailbox, they're a resident. Okay? Once they stayed over a couple of many, uh, a couple of days, they're a resident. And thus, to get them out of the house, you cannot boot them out of there. You can't change the locks. You can't do any of these things. And she's using this residency and an oral lease agreement to torpedo him. Don't give him no key. No, you can't get a key. No. Once you hand over a key, yep, and they pay one bill, and you ask them for rent, hey, uh, help me out with the bills because you ran up the water and the, electri the electricity. They're a resident. Good luck getting them out of there. Let's get to this woman right here. Tardy for the party. When the money is gone, gone, gone. Here it is right here. And apparently this is uh, supposedly a divorce. This is not a, um, what do they call it? The joke's always on them. They're like, oh, this is going to be a really, um, I can't remember what the word is called. This begins with an A. But it's not going to be an acrimonious divorce. I think that's what I'm looking for. This is Kim I can't pronounce her last name. Zoliak. Zol so I can't pronounce that. She files for divorce from Croy B. I can't pronounce these last names. This is why I can't remember names. All right. We're going to call them Kim and Croy. Amicable. Thank you. Amicable. People think that divorce is going to be amicable, and it's not going to be. All right. So here it is right there. Uh, there she is right there. Kim. There's Kim. As you can see, um, if you know about her background, it would everything would make clearer sense. She's a real House of uh, Atlanta's uh, star. She was on the first couple of seasons. She had a sugar daddy named Mr. Big. I was kind of watching it back then. All right. And um, she married him. Everybody knew what was up. Even his parents told him to not marry her. She's been basically kind of gold digging for a long time. All right. For a long time. And that's alleged. And she pulled the plug on the marriage, filing for divorce from Croy on the heels of the couple's financial struggles. Mm. All right. And so according to legal docs, and of course, I'm not digging for this. This is all right here. It says the real housewife of Atlanta star listed April 30th as the date of separation between her and the former NFL star. The two were married for 11 years and have four kids together. Oh, no. Oh, no. 
So you're going to have some real financial problems, buddy. Kim says she's filing because the marriage is irretrievably broken with no hope of reconciliation, a.k.a. a no-fault divorce. She's asking for primary physical custody of the kids and joint legal. Of course. So you guys know the difference between physical and legal. Uh, joint legal is always something that they'll throw as a carrot. Well, I'll let you decide what dentist my kids go to and what schools they go to. All right. And if they want to chop off their genitals, all right, maybe they'll let you keep that. Um, primary physical means they have the majority custody. All right. And she gets to decide how much custody you have. Kim also wants spousal support and to legally resolve or restore her maiden name. Damn, she ain't playing. TMC broke the story. Kim and Croy owe $1.1 million to the IRS in unpaid taxes. Interest and penalties from 2013, 2017, and 2018. The IRS don't play. And they also owe the state of Georgia $15,000 for unpaid taxes in 2018. So the chickens are coming home to roost on that. Unfortunately, uh, I don't wish that on anybody. And so right now, um, they're having to pay. But guess what? Soon as the money gone, guess what happened? All right. And so I posed this question the other day, or was this this morning? And here was the question. All right. Here was the, here was the challenge. Let's go ahead and read this because this is timely. Dear men, take your 21-day leave from work. Go home and tell your woman that you lost your job. Explain further that there were some losses and you had to use your savings to settle. Spend the next 14 days observing how you are treated at home and discover who you're married. And now this could be from a burner account. I tried to look up the account. It doesn't exist. But this tweet, I don't even know if this tweet goes to this person. This looks like somebody copied and pasted, just to be honest. All right, just to be honest. So anyway, uh, but anyway, it is still relevant. This is still something that is very, very relevant. I posted this on my Twitter. Most of you guys are going to figure out um, what you really have when you remove provision. Okay, this is what, again, they're going to say, this is what you're supposed to do. Okay. But again, what are you supposed to do? This is all the question here. So she's going to say, hey, you ain't providing what you thought, so it's time for me to go, a.k.a. you're not paying anymore. You don't pay anymore, so guess what? I'm not yours anymore. Remember, remove money, energy, attention, and time, and you lose the woman. There's women right now that you talk to, and the only reason you talk to her is because you give her attention. And this is reality of the situation. You text her, you check in on her, you go back and forth. She uses you as an emotional tampon. You're always there. You're there to cry, shoulder to cry on. If you stop doing any of those things, stop texting her for three days, she will stop texting you back for long periods of time. If you stop taking her FaceTime calls, she's going to move on to the next person. Okay? So you remove money. Like this happened. The money's gone. She's gone. You remove your energy. Stop sleeping with her. She stopped sleeping with you. Gone. Move attention. Gone. Move time. Stop taking her out. Um, the one woman with Roddy Rich. He stopped giving us time. He stopped giving us time. He stopped showing up the holidays. He stopped doing this. Time. Remove it. Gone. She's gone like the wind. And a lot of guys don't understand that. She she's only with you because you keep checking in on her ass. <laughs> All right. Love has nothing to do with this ish. So let's get back to Kim and Croy, because previously there was an article right here that I found out. 
Check this out. There's a commercial, so I got to wait till it finishes playing right here. Check this article. This was uh, right here, November 11th, 2022. Okay, remember, she filed for divorce April 30th, I believe, or at least said that's when her date of separation is. Ask, believe, and receive Kim Z and Croy B's secret to a steamy marriage. It was all good then. In celebration of their 11th wedding anniversary on November 11th, the Don't Be Tardy Kim and Croy look back on a journey that began at love at first sight. Well, one thing we do have to get rid of, another thing is saying that you picked the wrong one. You picked the wrong one. Well, it really wasn't love. I'm telling you, I'm here to tell you that that is not true. Yes, it's easy to see that you picked the wrong one now, but it's just simply that the love is gone. So saying you picked the wrong one is implying that it was bad the entire marriage, right? It is not true. Most marriages are fine until it's not fine. So it was the right person up until the end. That's fine. We need to just acknowledge it. But by saying you picked the wrong one, even your boy Steven Crowder said that. No, you didn't. You were in love. You were on the same path. You were good. Everything was good. You fornicated. You slept. You produced kids. You supported. You protected. Everything was good until it wasn't. And that's what happened. Now, why it went left, who's to say? You can't really say it. Most of the time in divorces, it's not a big event. It's not like, oh, there was a big dust up or she found you piping down the maid, or you found her taking salami from her personal trainer. It's never that. It's almost never that. In fact, in fact, the Tiger Woods story portrays that. It was all good. And then she had to say, well, why did we break up? Oh, sexual harassment when I was a waiter at his restaurant. She went way back there. There's never, it's just a straw that breaks the camel's back. So people got to get out of this idea that you picked the wrong one. That's not true. Or there was a big event that caused a divorce. That's not true. Neither of those two are true. Sometimes there is that present. But then when you find out, they'll be like, uh, somebody will say, well, he cheated on me. When? Six years ago. Mm. <laughs> six years ago. And you're like, what? Okay, so what were you doing in the six years when he was cheating? We were working it out. I looked past it. I revenge cheated on him. Mm. <laughs> he used to beat me. When? he For the last 20 years. You're like, what the? Mm. Okay. All right. He beat you 20 years ago. And then 19 and then 18 and then 17. You didn't get the hint then? No. The last argument before the beating started was how to load the dishwasher. So this is what happened. So as you can see, they picked each other and they were right. In fact, they lasted 11 years, which is pretty good. And they had a love at first sight marriage. But guess what? It's all ending today. It's all ending today. So they had a good look. Uh-huh. Money good. They got the Rolls Royce Cullinan. They got the Mercedes G-Wagon. They got the Big Mac Mansion. Look, it was all good then. <laughs> right here. It was all good as long as I got the Cullinan in the G-Wagon in the big, big old fancy house. Look at her, how she looking. It's good now. She lifting leg now. But as soon as the IRS come in, as soon as the money star fl stop flowing, somebody's here. If you're asking for the secret, lots of sex. 
All right, the money gone, no more sex. No more culling. <laughs> hey, here it is. Spoil me. It was working then. And we got kids, and she opened her left. She cocked her legs up, open for four kids, pushed four kids out. But no more money, no more honey. No more money, no more honey. Let's get to this one right here. And, of course, they got kids, man. They Oh, boy. I don't want to show you the daughters because they are underage, all right? And I don't show children, people who are classified as minors on my show. But if you want to see the, the young girls, the apple does not fall far from the mother tree here. Let me go ahead and um, show you the mother, and then I'll show you the link to where you can go get it. Just just Google this story. I think it's of of uh, today. Yeah, it came out today. And then scroll down to the bottom. You're going to see the underage. You're going to see the minor daughters. Them girls in trouble already. <laughs> All right, so let me see here. Them girls are already in trouble. They already going to be, woo-wee. It says, remember, Kim and Croy's massive country club mansion in Alpharetta, Georgia, which was heavily featured on the multiple reality shows, entered foreclosure in February. Though Kim's daughters denied their home was headed to the auction block. I don't know anything about that. Showing you back the screen here because the girls are off the screen. Kim and Croy met at a charity, chariot event. A charity event. Did I say charity? In 2010. All right. He played for the Atlanta Falcons back then. Never heard of him. Their relationship was featured on the show. They tied the knot in 2011. At, okay. What else happened? They have four minor children. 11, 10, 9, and... Oh, those are twins. Twin nine-year-olds. It's the second divorce for Kim. Mm. Who was previously married to another guy. I don't even know who it is for two years. And that's the first for Croy. So there you go, man. No money, no honey. No money, no honey. You lose your money, you lose your girl. All right? It's this test. The story is old as time. Let me make sure. And I don't want to put all their financial information out there, but um, it's going to be difficult for him to pay all of these bills. I don't know what is. I don't know what he does for a living. Anybody might know you can share it, but uh, it is what it is, man. It is what it is. We all go through this. Where are we at here? We got Thomas Kelly says coach, and this is a what? Co-sponsorship. I'm rich, bitch. Four kids. Coach, I only wish. You have been on the air 15 years ago. The movie Divorce Corp is spot on and should be a watch by all men prior to marriage. I now look at women differently. He says, if you can either love them or he says, you can either love them or understand them. This is true. All right, you guys are rolling a major, major dice by getting married. I cannot understate this. Now, let's just say she's the breadwinner. Okay, you get into a relationship where the woman's the breadwinner. It still doesn't determine how custody is going to play out, how your marriage works. It, it There's just so many unknowns. This is why I say you, this is why I say you write a blank check in your marriages. All right. Man, it's it's crazy, guys. These stories, man, these stories, these stories, the celebrity stories, they're, they're crazy. But when this happens to you, nobody is going to talk about your story. For some reason, people will talk about mine because I'm a celebrity, but. All right. But um, so it's only fair. Right. But I think what happens is what happens is you think, well, I don't have millions of dollars, so I'm good. 
Now, you guys are going to have situations where you get a child support order for $400 and it's going to break you. It's going to break you. And you're going to be like, I don't know what to do. And yes, watch the movie Divorce Corp. It is free here on YouTube. If you think what I'm saying is made up, and shout out to the lead attorney who is interviewed with Vlad TV. Congratulations with that. Wait, that's not what I want. Congratulations. All right, on that. I saw that he was featured on, maybe I was dreaming, all right, but I think I was at the vet with my dog, and I saw, I didn't see the interview yet. But Divorce Corp, let me just show you. Divorce Corp is free here on YouTube. All right, this is what happens when men keep speaking out. All right, they're going to get featured at some particular point. Uh, Divorce Corp is free. You can see the entire thing. If you think anything that I said is made up, okay, if you think anything I said is made up, watch that movie, and you're going to have a different, if you're a hater of mine and you just can't understand me, watch, watch, uh, watch Divorce Corp. It backs up everything oh it's not free hold on for a second no it's free oh maybe i got youtube premium i don't know i don't know i got youtube premium so i don't know but download this movie if you think i'm tripping watch these people what they do to regular people like you what they do to regular people like you and how they do you in court they do you dirty dirty and it's all a game for them Was he not on it? Maybe I'm tripping. Okay. What they do to you and they'll do it to you and they don't care. They don't care. They treat you like garbage, trash. They will ruin your life. They will ruin your financials. Um, They will ruin your legacy. They will ruin your kids. And also these divorce attorneys can send their kids to college and private school. And also they can send their grandkids. They're, They're getting money off of your ass. And they don't give a damn what happens to you. All right. You do have a ace in the hole. You do have an ace in the hole. All right. But you got to be clever on how you use this. Somebody tell me what the ace in the hole is with family law attorneys. I've used it. And this is something people uh, have talked about me using. And I said, I have never had a secret. One of my most famous videos on here was telling me I use this ace in the hole against family law attorneys. What's the ace in the hole? Yep. You can tear their ass up with this one. Yep. Bankruptcy. Bankruptcy. That's the ace in the hole. Every family law attorney uh, has nightmares on bankruptcy. (laughs) That is the nightmare. One of my first videos, that was one of my first videos. I went in there and told everybody that's what I did. All right. And so people now find it and they're like, oh, you did... File it on AS. It's an ace in the hole. They hate it. So it is a way to get back at them because sometimes, sometimes they'll they'll extend your case out for no reason. All right. So family law TLA right now, TLA is going crazy. Somebody said, why? Why is it an ace in the hole? Because they want to run the bill up. Right. And if 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 you think I'm lying, go watch the movie Divorce Corp. Watch the movie Divorce Corp. They say they are they intentionally run the bill up and they run billable hours. They don't want to solve the case. And they get these bills up to five thousand, six thousand dollar retainers, five thousand dollars extra uh, on this, 
And then they keep the case going for 18 months, two years, three years. And they can't collect the fees. So that is an ace in the hole on them for if you have a lawyer that's really screwing you over, right? Or the other, sometimes the other attorney forces you to have keep up a legal defense. All right. And so you don't want to go without a legal defense. And if you, let me just tell you what happens. And the movie Divorce Corp has this. If you have an attorney, so they have an attorney, you don't have an attorney. They're just going to steamroll you. Okay. You're going to have to do all the legal work. Second thing that happens is if you get an attorney, so the other side knows you got an attorney, they're going to run your bill up. It's a part of the strategy. So they don't want to settle the case fast. They just keep running your bill up. So you now see your bill go to 3,000, 6,000, 9,000, 12,000, 15, 20. And it's a strategy to get you to throw in the towel. If you don't throw in the towel, your bills just run up. So the other side knows that, and they know you're probably going to go. Dr. Dre had this. Dr. Dre tried to stop this very thing. He was like, she keeps running up the bill. Right? And so now that they know this, they're going to play that against you. And they'll be like, well, she said this. Nah, F that chick. She said that. And they'll keep filing this and filing that. They'll keep running the bill up. Just say what you said. Look at what's happening to Tiger Woods right now. Tiger Woods is going to get to the point where he's going to spend $2 million on the legal fight. He's going to spend $2 million on the legal fight. Now, he knows that if he keeps fighting, the girl's not going to give up. And the other attorney is not going to give up. They're just going to keep fighting till the bill is two, three, four, five million dollars. They don't have nothing to lose. They got everything to gain. So what they want Tiger Woods to say is, I just don't want to pay no more. And then he's going to have to make a deal. Okay, we're starting at 30 million. Tiger Woods is going to say, we already spent five million dollars. They're going to say, we don't care. We want our 30 million. And he's going to say, how about 10? They're going to say, no. How about 15? No. How about 20? No. How about, okay. <laughs> Dude, it's a game. And people uh, watch the movie Divorce Corp. These people are telling you it's a game to them. By the way, it's less than a game. What do they say attorneys do? I'm going to see if you can get this. I'm going to see if I can pose the question, the question correctly. What do they say attorneys do when they are in court or when they're doing whatever they're doing? What do they call it when an attorney does their job? What do they call it? You guys are going to get it. When you get it, you're going to get it. He says, right. Fighting? No. Yep. I need money. Got it. They call it. Let's see if somebody else gets it. Somebody said extortion, billable arms, advocate. You guys don't have it. Yep, Jackson got it. Oh, the investor got it over here. Who's the investor? Sterling, the investor. They call it practicing. I'm practicing law. I'm practicing law. What, what is practicing? <laughs> what is practice? I'm going to just use the word in my layman's term. What does practice indicate? Yep, I'm practicing medicine. We just doing this shit. <laughs> this is some shit on pretend world. We using this. 
We just practicing law. We practicing it on your ass. We practicing on your ass. <laughs> Not the game. They just practicing. All right. And they practice on you. We talking about practice. They practice on you. They practice in law. They practicing. All right. So it's all kind of a somewhat of, uh, you know, and every now and then they got to go in and, and game time. So check that out, man. Anyway, we got Cognac. Uh, let me see here. Cognac Stories KC says, wait a minute. What does Kanye have to say about this, coach? <laughs> wait, who was that? Uh, I missed the diamond. All right. Henry Resilient, I got all the court docs with Tiger's response. She's lying. I saw her emails. She said she ain't even signed the NDA. He says, I will show the court docs on Wednesday. Go um, support Henry Resilient. He's the investigator. He's digging some stuff up. So she says she hasn't signed an NDA, which is interesting because she's using to try to get out of the NDA. By the way, if she gets out of the NDA, that's trouble for Tiger Woods too. So Tiger Woods probably does want to fight the fact that the NDA, if there's an NDA exists, because why? Why does Tiger Woods want to fight the fact that there's an NDA? Why do you think that? He said Henry stays out promoting. Shout out to Henry. He's good. Why does Tiger Woods want to fight the fact that there is an NDA? Yep. Esteban Leon got it. Book deal, ninjas. She want to blabber. She want to tell all. She wants to tell all and, and get paid. So she wants Tiger Woods to say there was an NDA. I want out of this NDA so I can do what? Blabber. Write a book, sell the story, give photos. What Amber Heard uh, did uh, show pictures of him passed out. You know, because Tiger Woods had a problem with some um, amphetamines or some sort of drug, painkillers or something. She want to show photos of him passed out. She want to be on 2020. She want to be on the Barbara Walters. She want to go on Oprah. She want to do the whole tour. <laughs> okay. And she's going to make money. She is doing everything she can to break that NDA. She wants to talk money. Not only somebody says nobody cares about her story. Somebody going to care. Right. And so I re if you remember. Yep. She's going to tarnish his name. And Tiger Wood knows that she knows everything about this ninja for the last seven years. And let me tell you, Tiger Woods had a big incident. He had a big incident probably a few years ago in California that he had a he had a crash. He had a wreck that injured. I think he got severely injured in that. Not very much that crippled him or anything, but um, that incident got swept up under the rug. Right. And apparently there's some rumors that it was more than meets the eye that there might have been another person in that car. The the California Highway Patrol didn't really do a thorough investigation. They might have looked the other way, slurred some things under the rug. And she wants to talk about all that shit right there. She wants to talk about all that. She knows he got a habit. She knows about the women he slept with. She knows about the women that never came forward. Because this ninja told, he she knows where the bodies are buried. <laughs> so, yeah, he pretty much gets injured right now. Somebody says she mentioned the accident in court docs. She, was, she probably knows what was there. So this is why she doesn't want that NDA. She wants to be able to talk and blabber. So that's money over there. And then money from the lawsuit, money out of Tiger's pockets. Yeah, man. Yeah, he's in trouble. 
this is he's on the ropes. And the best thing he could do is potentially settle with his, I don't know, he doesn't want to give up 30 mil. I, I get it. Maybe he could settle down for, barter down to 10 to 15 quick mil and then keep the NDA on the table. So this is going to be interesting. Interesting. Just pay her, man. Yep, she knows his fetishes, his kinks. If he liked to lick toes, you know he liked to lick toes. If he had threesomes and orgies, that's going to get put out there. Yes, America wants to know if Tiger Woods had orgies, right? So she knows if, if that's what happened, she wants to tell all of that shit. Where he put it, he wanted to put it in my ear. He wanted to put it between my toes. He wanted to put it in the back hole, the, the tailpipe. He want to put two of them in there. <laughs> he slept. Yeah. Orgies with dudes. OJ was there. Oh, no. Anyway, shout out to Angel says Coach Kim also made her husband get a vasectomy. What about love? He says there is no fairness in love and war. It is what it is, Coach Gang. God dang. So he got a vasectomy. How old is this gentleman? She made him get a vasectomy. Gosh. Oh, man. That is a common one. Um, when I was uh, when I was uh, married, I actually considered it at a time, right? And I was like, I'm done. We'll be together forever. And then we weren't. And that was a difference between a year, okay, where I was going to get it right then and there. Now, some people might say that, um, you know, you, it would have been better getting it. However, the reason why you were getting it is because you were going to stay married and not have any more kids. So that was a sense of birth control, if you will, um, for not getting your spouse pregnant again. So that so that that uh, you guys don't have any more children and it creates a financial burden for you. So you're doing some what they call family planning. It's a part of the family planning. So if she does say get a vasectomy and you do, then divorces you. Mm. <laughs> Now you can't start another family. I mean, you can. You could just get it reversed. Let me see how old he is. He probably don't want no more kids anyway. But what I'm telling you is that's quite the reason why you got the vasectomy wasn't because you didn't want, you know, you, you were going to be together forever. That's why. He is 40. No, he's not 44. She's 44. I wonder how he how old he is. I'm going to have to look it up. Hold on for a second. Croy. Let me see what his age is. Somebody probably got it faster than me. 37. So she's older than him. Mm. Can you sue? No, <laughs> you cannot. All of these things you cannot sue. There's no recourse, guys. First of all, you're not petty enough to be up in court suing women. All right. You got to be super duper petty. You got to write all that shit in the. Uh... <laughs> all right. So he's 37. She's 44. Give his ass the L. Mm. Yeah, he's let me see. Let me show you that picture again. He's 37. She's 44. There goes the uh, marry the old woman um, trope right there. By the way, Lonzo Ball or one of the balls, Jello Ball is in the situation now. So she was older than him by seven years. Seven years. Okay. No, I'm talking about Croy. I'm not talking about Tiger. I'm talking. Wait. We're talking about Croy. We're talking about Croy, not Tiger. So we're talking about this guy. Not Tiger Woods. All right. So we're talking about Croy. Because he talked, he said the super chat was, 
Kim also made her husband get a vasectomy. That's we switched back to Croy. I think you missed it. All right. So now we're we're back to Croy and Kim. So he's Croy is 37, she's 44. All right. Um, let me check on these other apps to see what's going on here. Man, they be out here throwing you under the guys. This is not a game out here. You guys got to be very vigilant. You guys got to be very. What's wrong with me telling you to be vigilant out here when it comes to relationships? All right. Like, this is not a game. Like, you guys got into it for love at first sight. Now, Croy got $1.1 million in IRS, back taxes, alimony, child support. Y'all be taking L's on love, man. Shout out to um, Mont Blanc. Shout out to you. Thank you, brother. Let me see who's over here. Let me see who's over here. We got three more. Three more to check. Shout out to Danny. He says, 24-hour drive from the Midwest to the desert. All right, left, and he got to Vegas. All right, 24-hour drive from the mid. Jeez, wait a minute. Should have been lower than that, but no, that sounds about right. Should have been shorter time than that, and you must have stopped five times. All right. If you go on a road trip with me, I ain't stopping. You better piss in the cup. <laughs> I'm going. I'm not stopping for nobody's ass, all right? You better piss out the window or something. You better have a Sprite bottle in the back. Because when I'm going, I'm going. That's how I do road trips. <laughs> I do not mess around. Uh, can we stop? And then two hours later, can we stop again? Oh, hell no. All right, last two. Kaylin says, it's a shame that women are afforded uh, afforded." For either lying or just simply being an emotional in the court of law. Yeah, it's a sad thing, man. It's a sad sight to see. Because most of it is like, I don't think you guys know how petty people can be in court docs. Like, first of all, first of all, like the court documents are just unfair on face value. Men aren't that petty. And you won't realize all the shit that she has against you until you see it on paper. You're going to be like, oh, my God. And she'd be in there telling on your ass. Tattle telling. She'd be in there. He did this, that, 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 this, 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 that, 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 this. On this day, on that day. On that day, this day, that day. On that day, I did this and he did that and he did that. And your monkey ass going to be in there like, nigga, you got something to say about this? And you like, like, where do I start? <laughs> like what? Where do I start? You go to your, you hire an attorney and then her attorney, your attorney even sitting up there like, okay, tell, tell us everything you like. They asking you about shit. What about this? What about this? And you're like, <laughs> all right, marriage counseling, same thing. Marriage counseling. Marriage counseling. You go to marriage counseling and they will be pulling out shit from their ass like the power of grace goal. By the power of grace goal. One, two, three, four, five, six, seven allegations, this and that, pulling it out they ass. And you sitting there like, I thought she wasn't happy. I'm not happy. <laughs> you getting railroaded. And then they're like, the, the, the key thing is, if they say their story first, they better have some evidence. Because if you respond to any of that shit, you're going to sound like homina, 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 homina. <laughs> This is what happens when you represent yourself. 
She'd be like, Hamana, 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 <laughs> telling the church. <laughs> yep. And it's going to be all in black and white. You're going to be looking at the paper like, shit, damn. And you're going to go in there like, dude, who tell me I'm lying. Yep. Ring camera footage. She's going to have receipts, photos, receipts blown up 50, 50 times. Receipts tape the shit. Thick ass, but you're going to be like, oh, man, what the fuck? Oh, my Lord. Yeah, man. You're going to be like, man, almighty. This could be a girlfriend. This could be look at look at what Tiger Woods girlfriend. You be like, I can't believe this shit. You be like, I can't believe this. Meanwhile, you try to drum up a little bit of evidence. You see all this shit. You're going to be like, all right, hold up. You're going to have to go back into years worth of receipts, years worth of online accounts, years worth of subpoena and documents, years worth of bank accounts to prove your point. Because you're going to be like, uh-uh, no, nah, man. I did this. I did that. You're going to spend one hour. Henry, let them know. Let them know. Henry, you're going to spend one hour trying to be as petty as that individual. You're going to spend one hour talking about, I did this. I did that. You're going to go and research all your shit. You're going to realize you locked out of this account. You can't get this back date. You got to go to this person. You got to subpoena this. You're going to subpoena that. You're going to like, forget it. I'll just go tell the judge. <laughs> you're going to pull the, I'm just going to tell the judge. And that's where you're going to get your ass kicked. That's where you're going to get killed. Yep. And the court, yep, the court throwing out documents. Nope, that don't matter. Nope, that don't count. Nope, that was too long ago. Nope. They're going to, everything you bring in there, they're going to toss it. They're going to toss it to the side. That don't mean shit. Or it's, or it's going to prove your case. It's going to prove her case. Because you're going to go in there. Somebody says, I, she spent years. She spent years compiling this evidence right now. Like your girlfriend, your wives. I know you guys are watching me with your wives. She got all this evidence right now. Right now. Like she's compiling it right now. She's making the case right now. Like as you guys are sleeping and kissing and having wine and looking at the moonlight, She's compiling this shit right now. That's how they that's how thorough they are. So that on this day, they pull the plug. That's how they have all of their shit nice, neat, and packed. <laughs> Tell me I'm lying. If anybody in here wants a day, I'm like, yes, you're a queen, you're a boo, your baby girl. If you ever did her dirty, she got evidence on that right now. If she paid a bill. Over 15 bucks, she got evidence right now. Yep, she giving you booty, and she she writing it down in her note, her journal. She writing it down in her notes. She keeping data. You asked her to get an early termination of pregnancy. She dot. She got that shit. You asked her to get birth control pill. She documented that shit. She got the receipt. You, on the other hand, oh, baby, I did this for you. Oh, look at what I did for you. I got you this, baby. I got you this. Look at this. Here's your car. This the van you wanted. This the SUV you wanted. Look at this. This the house you wanted. Look at these flowers. Look at what I got you. Look at a washing machine. I got you this washing machine. This for you. 
I got you this bike. I got you this computer. Look at what I did. Look at this. I got you this dining room table. And you ain't kept one. You ain't kept Nan receipt. You ain't kept Nan document. You ain't documented. You ain't nothing. And when you go in there, when you go in there, when you go in there, she's going to have 5011 things and you're going to have all of those things I mentioned. The computer, the mountain bike, the washing machine, the refrigerator with the with the with the screen on it, the car, the house. And you're going to say put that shit up against her shit. She owe me money. You know what they're going to say, right? What are they going to say? Let's see if y'all got this. I'm preparing you. Yep, they got your prawn history. They got all the time they caught you jerking off. What are they going to say when you put up all this shit that you said you bought her? <laughs> Let's see if y'all get it. Yep, Kettle Black got it. Tay got it. Esteban got it. Esito Rusko got it. We got brothers got it. Y'all getting it. Y'all getting it. These were gifts. Oh, no, he did get those to me, but they were gifts. He gifted those to me. And these gifts are going to be in the total amount of hundreds of thousands of dollars. 35. This is in a marriage. This is a long-term marriage. These are gifts. <laughs> you gave me that. You gave me that. And it won't count against what she's bringing to you. It's not going to count. All right, she's going to be like, that was for my birthday. That was for my anniversary. That was a wedding gift. That was a good, that was a push gift. That was a good Punani gift. That was a gift for uh, Mother's Day. <laughs> All right. He says, what if you disputed being a gift? Dispute it. It's up for the judge to decide. But that's what she's going to say. It was a gift. And it could be, this could be, this is the biggest one. This the biggest. This the big. This this will be the one that ends it. It shows that you contributed. That you weren't just a slub, right? He was beating me up. Oh, but he got you a house. He bought you furniture and shit. You said it was a gift. He said he was a slub. You said he was abusive. Now you can be abusive, but she went in there and she didn't mention all these gifts you bought. She didn't mention the support system that you had. She didn't mention the good shit that you did. She just went in there and said you were this a piece of shit. You were abusive and you never bought anything and you never. <laughs> Yeah, man, it is bad, bad, bad. The judge will call you to the stand and hit you with the gavel. So it gets kind of weird out here. They got to play for all of you guys. And I'm just telling you, be prepared. We got our brother here. Man, uh, Ontario will call you coach man sentence for stealthing during peace leave sex. New precedent set. Stealthing. Okay, so I've been warning you of this. I've been warning you. This is of this is looks like it was May. But uh, he says this case is stealthing. So watch out for that. Let me see if I can pull it up real quick. It won't be on the screen. But there's a new case. First ever conviction for stealthing after man secretly removed condom. One man acquitted. All right. So we got an eviction in, in, in an acquitted case. This is in. Is this the United States? I don't think so. It looks like New Zealand. Oh, Netherlands. Okay. So watch out for that. Stealthing means you have the condom on and you remove it to go raw ski on her. All right. And so maybe the, maybe the condom slip, but you know, be careful. Cause you could, you could act like you're doing something. She says, you got a condom and yes. And you put it on 
and then you you go up inside her or at some point of the interaction you fall out and then you like I'll just take the condom off and you run up in her in there. Now that right there is con- considered grape. Okay, that right there, I don't care if it was on the fifth fallout. You fell out five times. You couldn't hit get your stroke right. If you take the condom off without her consent and you run up in there and you finish up, that right there could get you convicted. She can say, I was wanting this, but only with the condom. You took it off and I didn't know it. And you might have busted up inside her and then she leaking out and she said, what happened? Guys, sometimes you might think that they know and they might very well know. Doesn't mean they consented to it. So she might figure out that you took it off. She might let you finish. It don't mean anything. That means nothing. Like she can tell the difference between what you had and what you didn't. And so now all of a sudden she probably knows. She probably's like, mm, okay, I'm gonna let this go. And then, and then she can say, I didn't want you to do that. All right. You you did that without my consent. So we do have a precedent of that. So wow, that's crazy, man. That's crazy. And this could happen even if um you don't understand. Like, you know, I don't want to get too graphic, but there are some times where, you know, it might feel like it, you're like, is it off? I can't really tell. And it might be busted, right? But you don't want to stop. That could be a sexual assault, <laughs> right? Just so you know. And you know when something feeling, you're like, wow, that's feeling a little too good as you've been doing this friction against this dry condom, right? And then all of a sudden, you're like, boy, it's soaking in pretty good. It's soaking in great. I can feel all of them juices now. Boy, this condom is great. And it just busted. All right. It just busted. And then guess what? That could be a sexual assault. (laughs) All right. So watch out. We do have precedent now. And guys, this has been laying. They've been laying the foundation for that for a long time. All right. Look, enough of this mess. Enough of this mess. Somebody says happens to all of us. Yeah. I mean, listen, I don't want to admit it. Because I don't want no woman to be like, all right, I'm going to get CGA. That's how we're going to get you. He stealthed me. But there are some times where that happens, and you're just like, hmm, it's getting a little too good. This is great. All right, boy, it's soaking in, finally. Then you're messed up. El Santo, thank you, man, paying my tuition. What that mean in here? We learned a lot. What that mean? We learned a lot. And uh, we got, let me see, PayPal. We got the last one. Let me see here. Be careful out there with these ladies, man. And uh, go check your girl's phone notes just so you can see what I mean. Go check her file cabinet. (laughs) He said, best condom ever. Anyway, shout out to the coach game. We're going to be back tomorrow with some new and amazing more news because the content keeps going and flowing. And we out of here. Peace. Hi, my name is Haley. I'm a blonde.